Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I am your host, Laser Jane. I'm joined, as always, this week by my good buddy and co-host. It's Kai. How's it going, everybody? Yep, and uh, we're doing something different this week. We are playing a round of the full expanded version of Saturday Morning Pitch, and we'll get to that in a bit, and we'll be joined by uh, good friends and regular contributors to the show, Adrian and KP. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, we got ooh, we got the season finale of not the season finale, mid-season. the mid-season finale the mid- of uh, of uh, Owl yep. House season two. Yeah. That's it for upkeep. But we got uh we got we got weeks to talk about. I know we both finished watching Jellystone, so we'll probably talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll get to the game. So uh, let's hop into it. Aside from Jellystone, what else you got going on? Uh, Adrian and I started watching uh, a baseball anime called Ofudi, or Big Windup. And Ofudi is, a, if you're looking for a super shonen, big, dumb anime sports type of stuff, you're not going to get that here. This is way more grounded. Yeah, this this is if I didn't remember what you talked about this with me earlier, and I didn't quite remember it. But when you said it now, all right, this this is about like a socially awkward kid and uh, another his teammate on the baseball team, right? Yes. Yeah. The, the main character is. Oh, this boy has so much anxiety. Yeah. Much anxiety because of his um, previous experience with his last team. Mm. Uh, he was already kind of like a shy person, but because of his experiences with his last team, he is constantly feeling as if he's done something wrong. The social anxiety is very strong. Um, essentially, what happened was is that um, the main catcher me. He was with a pre. He was his old team. He was the pitcher only through um. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, nepotism. Ah. Because his uh, grandpa owned the school. Ah uh, yeah. And there was another pitcher on the team who was a good pitcher. But he didn't get to be the ace because of nepotism. Yeah. And that created a lot of ire and spite from the rest of his teammates. And the Understandably. Thing, and the thing is is that Mihashi knew that he, like subconsciously he knew that he didn't deserve to stand on the, the mound as the ace. He didn't want to give up the position. Subconsciously he knew he didn't deserve it. And so he trained and practiced to the point where he has his control like, he doesn't have a lot of power or speed, but he has, like, supreme control over the ball. He can paint the corners. Exactly. He he was, he was has a target in his um, backyard, and he's able to split the target up into nine different sections. Yeah. And perfectly is... hit every single one. Yeah, which is what the pros do. Yeah. So, he was, again, he's liking power and speed, but he makes up for it with his control. And despite all of his hard work and actually being an excellent pitcher, um, his team was too blinded by the idea that he only got the position 
because of the nepotism to give him a chance. Yeah. And thus, they still lost games because they weren't willing to work with him or even yeah. try. And thus, because of them constantly losing, his team blamed it on him, and thus he blamed it on himself. And that was leads to the main crux of the story, which is him joining a, going to a new school, joining a new team, and learning what it is to be on a team that actually supports you. Yep. And that's the the basic idea. It's way more like I said, it's way more grounded compared to like something like um, Kuroko or Evo. Yeah. It, it's I'd almost say the closest thing in groundedness but not tone is slam dunk. Yeah. It, it's not, there's no, it's not hot blooded or super hype or anything like that. It's very much slice of life, very chill show. Oh, you know what it is? It, it's a, uh, a Dachi Mitsuru uh, baseball manga, but without the rom-com element. Yes. Yeah. It is that. It is all the, the slice of life, just boys being boys stuff, and the whole team building, camaraderie, all that stuff. I know you don't need this, because you're pretty well versed, mm -hmm. uh, but for listeners listening, if you need a, uh idea of what I mean by a Dachi Mitsuru uh, baseball manga, the best one I can think of... Uh, the best example I can think of is Cross Game. Uh, uh, if you want to look that up in reference, but if you want more of just a generic comparison descriptor, imagine if Ranma wasn't a martial artist and was just a baseball player and there was no magic, there was no... Just someone with Ranma Sautome's personality playing baseball and being good at baseball. That that's sort of what that is, and then there's a similar dynamic between him and an Akane-like girl. Uh, Itachi Mitsuru and uh, Rumiko Takahashi get pinned together a lot because they're contemporaries and they're both wildly popular and they have very similar tones. Also, very similar, world. yeah, art styles, yeah, yeah. Uh, You've done a lot of um, baseball manga. It's is it yeah. Aim at the Ace, and then like that, and um, what was that one other one called? The most recent one. Asaoka High School Baseball Club, I think. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he... He, mm -hmm. he also did one about... Um, about rowing, about the regatta. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he likes... he He's most comfortable in sports rom-com. Mm -hmm. That that's sort of his comfort zone, and he does it very well. Um, yeah. He's done a lot of one-off, like yeah, not concurrent manga. Like he, I think he has like a collection of like all of his one-shot, unrelated stories yeah. together into into a, into a collection. Yeah, he did a crossover like collab with Rumiko Takahashi too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. But yeah, but that that that's sort of the closest tone to this. But this is much more. I I call it soft, mm -hmm. in a good way. 
I, I don't mean that in like a in a demeaning way. I just mean it, it has a, a generally soft vibe to it. Oh yeah, it does. It's comfortable. It's a comfortable show. It um. It's uh, it's very charming, but if if you're if you if you're watching sports manga or watching sports manga, if you're reading sports manga or watching sports anime for the um dumb bullshit aspect, this is not your uh, this is not your what you're gonna. No, with. you're not at all. You're better off watching something like fucking Inazuma Eleven. Just just go watch Eye Shield again. No, read the manga. The, the anime is not great. It's not, but still. It, it, it's enough to get you... One football game is enough to get you that fl- the, 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 the scratch, to scratch that itch. Well, it's just like the other thing about it is is that um, freaking... Uh, what's his name? Uh, I just had his name. Miura? Um, is that who does? I... I'm oh yeah, uh, Yusuke Murata. Murata, yeah, sorry. Murata is a uh, insanely good illustrator. Am- yeah, he's an amazing artist. Yeah, and it also it's hard to translate that to fucking animation. It is like for those who don't know, Murata also draws the manga version of One Punch Man. Well, the second version, I believe. Yes. Yeah. The the well, because the original version is a webcomic, the the manga version is by Murata. Yeah. Uh, the art, anyway. Yeah. Um. Which is why, uh, even as good as the at least season one, the Madhouse season one of One Punch Man is, it still doesn't hold up to the manga <laughs> because of how amazing it can. It it it, 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 can't. it can't. There's stylistic concessions that have to be made in the animation streamlining. Exactly. Like, Murata's uh, art, like, you, it can't... It, it's like, um, how, uh, frickin' Miura rested soul. His, or his art can't be translated into animation. No. All those lines. Too much. Goddamn. Yeah. Did you hear that shit about him drawing, like, entire scenes pixel by pixel? Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely Mad nuts. Mad Mad lad. Absolute mad lad. I also heard that they were actually going to um do a uh a final chapter of Berserk, so to speak, as an yeah. homage to him, and they might possibly his assistants might continue the manga, but it's unclear. It depends, because he, he could be the kind of guy who has like sort of a roadmap. Yeah, like a and bunch of notes. Left that behind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I mean I won't I mean, I don't personally care because I don't like Berserk, but, like, if the fans get something that's to their satisfaction and Berserk gets to actually have an ending that... Just some closure. Something, then, you know what? Good for them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the other thing I watched, uh, was, uh, so, like many people with ADHD, I have a list it's this giant, like, a Word document. There's just a list yeah. of things I need to watch and things I need to read. Yeah. I'm and, there with you, bud. And I was like, if I don't watch one of these soon, I will lose, because I'm just looking at it, and I'm getting anxious looking at it. Yeah. 
Like, if I don't watch one of these, I will lose my fucking mind. I know what you mean, my dude. And I assigned all of them a number, and I rolled a die. And what I ended up on was um, Dragon Quest Adventure of Die. Oh. The 2020 anime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, Dragon Quest Adventure of Die, for those who don't know, is based off of a 1990, or is it 80s manga or something? 89? Hold on. Dragon Quest has been running for so long, it could be either of them. Dragon Quest (laughs) Adventure of Die uh, is based off of a... How long was the month? Uh, 89. 89. It originally came out in 89. There was an OVA slash shorter anime. Uh, no, it was a TV series. 46 episodes that was uh, PBS, and it was 91. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for, uh, I think it was an anniversary of the series. They, uh, in 2020, they released a new version of the anime and slash yeah. adaptation of the anime. Which is, uh, the original one was just called uh, Dragon Quest The Adventure of Die, but this one is... Oh no, they don't go by different titles. They're, they're the same title, never mind. They're, they're both. It's just uh, the only way to tell them apart is the uh, 2020-1990s version. But, um... It, the, the, the Adventure of Die is not based off of any specific uh, Dragon Quest story any of the games it's literally just like the manga artist was like hey i'm gonna just write a dragon quest game that's how you got to do it i think yeah um and go on i've never seen an anime or manga adaptation of a video game story or reverse that i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. I, i think it's better to just play around with the mythos create your own little pocket of the world yeah uh, illustrator is uh, Koji Inada. Um, the reason he was picked was because his art style is very similar to Toriyama's. Yeah. But it was written by Riku Sanjo. Hmm. And Riku Sanjo has written a bunch of stuff. He wrote for uh, a few animes. Uh, Guy King, the new Guy King, the reboot Guy King. Yeah. Uh, Digimon uh, Fusion slash Cross Wars. Okay. Uh, he was also a writer on Kamen Rider Double. Forze, uh, Juden Sentai Kyo Ryuger, uh, Kamen Rider Drive, Kamen Rider Zero One, and uh, Kira Major, which is like the 2020 Sentai. He's worked on a bunch of other uh, Toku films as well. Okay. So he's got a pedigree. He does. It, it was, I think that uh, Adventure of Die was one of his first uh, things he ever wrote. Nice. Um, and he also, oh wow, he did the, the, the 8990, uh, Gyro too. Oh, wow. Wow. But, um, anyway, um, it's, here's the thing about adventure, uh, Diagnone, um, you're not gonna get anything even remotely original from this fucking anime. That's not what you're here for. Yeah. It, it is it is one old as shit and it's like it wears its um uh pedigree on its sleeve. It is an old manga based off of an um 
video game series is inherently tropey. Yeah. Like, this anime, you see the dialogue, and it's like, this is the type of anime people were parodying when in cartoons when we were kids. Uh... This is the anime slash manga that Slayers is parodying. Yep. Oh, like, Masaka. He, def he blocked my ultimate new technique. What is this? Oh, it, that shit, you know? Yeah. It's really, really tropey. But it's kind of charming in how tropey yes. it is. Like, it's tropey in how, char and like, it, and how charming it is, because it's like, you've seen it parodied so much, but like, people like us probably haven't even actually sat down and actually watched any of the anime that they were parodying. We just know them through like, uh, secondhand parody. Yeah. We know it from, like, episodes of Billy and Mandy that are making fun of it or whatever. And, like, the closest thing we is, like, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Which, I mean, is fair because this is Dragon Quest and Toriyama, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like old Dragon Ball, for sure. Yeah. It's what if Dragon Ball? It's 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 Dragon Ball post first fighting finding the Dragon Balls more martial arts focused, and it's basically Demon King Piccolo shit like levels of you know that stuff. And what if it was slightly less comedy focused? Okay, that's that's sort of the tone you're getting. All right, which isn't to say there isn't any comedy, but it's uh, way less um. It's way less gag focused than Dragon Ball is, but it is fun, and it is charming, and there are some genuinely well animated uh, Sakuga moments here and there. Nice. Um, if you have any love for Dragon Quest or like uh, things like it, I'd say give it a watch. But again, don't go expecting anything less than a really old manga. It's not going to blow you away with its story, but it's charming. <clears throat> and I think that's kind of its strength. That's sort of like the strength Dragon Quest has a lot too, is that Dragon Quest, at least the ones I've played, I've never seen anything original from Dragon Quest, but its presentation and its charm are so powerful that you don't care. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what the what this anime does really well um it's still running as of the recording of this podcast nice uh there's 44 episodes as of right now and uh, mm -hmm. i don't know because the original anime was 46 and i was i don't know if the manga finished when that anime came out and they actually finished the anime mm -hmm. but um i'm guessing a similar uh run time for this one like maybe a couple more episodes longer, but then again, I'm only like twenty-ish episodes in, so yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I I could see them going for a uh, just a nice even fifty-two, just because that's you know what the Digimon goes for. That's what the Precure goes for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the Sentai, what the the, the common rider. forty-eight around there. Forty-eight to fifty-two. Yeah, forty-eight to fifty-two is like the the sort of the the zone. Or shows yeah. like that, yeah. But um, 
There's also some, uh, the other thing that's, that's really great about it is lots of, like, super recognizable, like, anime uh, voice actors in it. Oh. You know, like, um, freaking, uh, what's his name? Koyatsu, a.k.a. Dio. Is, oh, okay. Yeah. Dio is one of the uh, six generals of the, the Demon King. Of course. And, um... Kind of surprised he isn't the Demon King. <laughs> yeah, right? And it's really funny that they got Koyasu to play this character, um, because he's a character who quote doesn't talk a lot. Mm. So it's like you got Koyasu, who's like a really iconic VA, and then he's a character who like uh, doesn't say much. You know what I mean? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. Maybe he just wanted an easy gig. You know what? Yeah, considering how much he gets typecasted after Dio. Yeah. Um, I know there's a couple other voice actors that I recognize. Um, That's not to say he's phoning it in. No, no, of course not. He, Koyasu never phones it in. Yeah, he just, you know, gives, give his voice a little rest while still giving his best performance he can. Yeah. Um... I think I recognize uh, uh yeah Hadlar who is the was the original Dark Lord and now he serves the the new one. Um someone's Kazuseki is I recognize his voice. Oh he's he's the Japanese voice of Dumbledore in Giga. Oh, okay. Uh I'm trying to see if there's anything. Oh, he's also Vaughn in the Japanese version of Vespafone. He's been in uh, Flame of Rekka, Cardcaptor Sakura. Uh, oh, he's Luchi in Luchi. Okay. That's that's probably where I recognize him from. He's also we... uh, Miata in Epo. Okay. We watched Vespafone, didn't we? We watched the movie. We didn't watch we the watched show. Them. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember anything about that already. Well, it was such a condensed retelling of, like, the show that, like, I, I'm not shocked. The only thing yeah. I remember from it was that it was pretty. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. But, um, the other one I recognize is, um, one of the other generals, Crocodile, is Tomayaka Meano, who is in the shit ton of stuff, Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, Nizuma 11, uh, Gaurei, Bakugan, Sarah, Sarah. There's a lot of really great voice actors in this show. Yeah. But, um, yeah, go, go check it out, but don't, you know, go with them, go in with certain expectations. As you always should. Yeah. And that's it, other than the Deli Stone. All right. Uh, I don't have anything else in my week, so let's just talk about Jellystone. <laughs> so yeah, last time when we talked about Jellystone, the two of us had only watched like a few episodes, and yeah. and we were just like, oh, I don't know how to feel about it yet. I was only three episodes in. I think you were only like five, five or six. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and I didn't know how to feel about it. Now I can say that my initial impression of this show is suffering from season one syndrome is true however not as much as i thought at first 
it starts to find itself somewhere towards the end. Yeah, I I think I think they really know what they're doing with certain characters, but not what they're doing with others. Yeah. Um, like I think they know what they're doing with the Top Cat Gang. Yeah, the, both the Top Cat Gang episodes are the two best episodes in the the, the first season. Yeah, especially the one about um them trying to get their uh, alley back. Uh, cat, yes. Cats can dance. Yes. I feel like they kind of know what they're doing with uh, with Yogi. Yeah, Yogi, Boo Boo, and uh, Sally. Cindy. Oh, Cindy. Sally. Cindy Bear. Cindy, Sally, whatever. And no, I think it's Cindy. I think you're right. Cindy? Okay. Um, I don't think they know what they're doing with Jabberjaw, McGilla Gorilla, and McGilla Gorilla quite yet. I. Yeah. That. Like, I like Jabberjaw, but I don't think they've really found what to do with her yet. Jabberjaw is so weird divorced of the Neptune. Oh, yeah. Um, I think... Because it, it's like if it was just Scooby hanging around. Yeah. Because she is just Scooby at the end of the day. Yeah. Um. I also, like... Mm-hmm. Peter Potamus is another one. Yeah, Peter Potamus is such a he, fucking. He was so front center in Harvey Birdman. I kind of just like him being a, like a background weirdo. I like him being a weeb though. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that that it it works better than what he was in Harvey Birdman. Um, um, in fact, some of the best jokes are some of his one-off jokes, like in the wrestling episode with Funky Phantom. And he yeah. he said that shit about you destroyed my village and then fucking Snagglepuss is like, oh great, he created lore. <laughs> I David do... Snyder kicking it out of the park as uh Snagglepuss? Snagglepuss. I love Snagglepuss in this. I think Snagglepuss, uh Choo Choo from the Top Cat Gang. Yeah. And um freaking uh Captain Caveman are my favorite characters. Captain Caveman's a character that they also know what they're doing with. I, I, think. I know exactly what to do with Captain Caveman because it's not hard to understand what Captain Caveman is about. Yeah. He, he lives in his van. He's a fun guy. He. There were two moments that Captain Caveman made me fucking cry laughing. And that was the, the bit where in the episode where he got his son and uh, the I forget. I, I like her too, but the French fox. And she made that comment about. I, I can't remember her. Uh, Lupe. Lupe. I love her. I don't. I don't think she's a fox though. Is she not? Lupe is a wolf. Oh yeah. Well, whatever she is. It's like, yeah. You know what we're gonna do, Lupe? I see money from the cash register. Yeah. Burn the whole place down. I love her. But yeah. when she, when Captain Caveman hit his head, and she sort of like, like a few noses, and he's just like, we can make them clap. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was um the episode with the I forget the duck's name. Uh oh, uh Yaki. Yeah, Yaki. Yaki duck. duck. When they take away her fear, and they do the fashion show. Yaki Doodle Duck. That's what Yaki it is. Doodle Sorry. Duck. They do the fashion show, and Captain Caveman is about to walk out of the stage, and it's like show is over. It's like you put a knife. 
I... <laughs> My rewatch of Harvey Birdman is saving me in this segment. Because I can remember all the fucking Hanna-Barbera characters. Oh, God. And um, I think... Well, I don't like all of their episodes. I think they know exactly what they want to do with um, Augie, Yaki Duck, and I forget the little the bear's name. I can't remember his name either, but he's he's. I recognize the voice actor. I can't remember his name either though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was in Trolls. He got he was on an episode with the. Uh, uh, the the McElroy. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. I can't. I don't. I don't. The they're the, the the bears. Yeah, I can't remember the. I don't even remember the name of the cartoon. Yeah, I don't remember either. It's like some sort of like Beverly Hillbillies type scenario. Yeah. Beverly Hillbillies. I, I don't know. It's his name is Shagra from Hillbilly Bears. Hillbilly Bears. Yeah. Shag. That's right. His name. Yeah, Shagrug. Um, the other characters I think they have figured out are the Ben and the Slick. Yeah, they're, they're the local organized crime. The the characters that I don't think they have figured out quite yet, like, while some of the Yogi and Boo Boo stuff is, I, I think they've got Boo Boo down, I don't think they quite have Yogi. Like, Cindy and Boo Boo are funny, but Yogi isn't really all that funny. I kind of think they do, because I think Yogi is supposed to be malleable to where he fits wherever the joke needs to be that episode. Yeah, that's fair. Because um, he is ostensibly sort of the, the the portal character, the gateway character. You can kind of tell this was originally pitched as a Yogi Bear vehicle. Yeah. Just not necessarily that it was intended that way, but for the sake of pitching to a network executive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was worded that way because he was he's he's center the most. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't think they've quite figured out what to do with Huckleberry Hound. I disagree. Mm. I disagree. I think that last episode Oh with the fucking the the town uh yeah. video. Uh, I, I think his whole thing is he's just supposed to be this very calm patient. He's just supposed to be a calm patient mayor who loves Jellystone. He's also supposed to, his, his, the joke is he's also supposed to be really boring. Yeah. I guess, I guess they've figured him out. I guess they just haven't, none of his jokes have landed. Yet. I don't think they're supposed to because, have you ever watched a Huckleberry Hound cartoon? That's fair. That's fair. I had a VHS with them on them when I was a kid, and they they never were all that funny. I, while I was really rolling my eyes at the anime fucking uh, parody in that episode, I did appreciate that they actually had fucking Japanese voice actors actors, and subs. Yeah. That part was good. Yeah. Um... But um, yeah, I it it definitely feels like it's it's going somewhere. I feel like they're finally fine. I think, like you said, like halfway through the show, they kind of start to figure out what they want to do with it. Yeah. Um. Other than that, it's just a good fun 
episodic wrong. Oh yeah, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. There's no stakes, and that's what's perfect. Um I think the three episodes that made me laugh the most were like I mentioned the both the both the Top Cat Gang episodes when we fucking I love both of those. And the other one was when Augie and Daddy went to the grocery store. That one, yeah. When yeah. when Doggy Daddy stood up on top of the uh, little checkout thing and tried to astral project. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're going to pull out your colon. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I think my favorites were. I think. Definitely the the uh, anything that had the uh, top cat yeah and his group both both of the like I said both of the top cat gang focused episodes were easily the best yeah um uh, Katanuga cheese explosion ah with uh Shag Rug and Yogi and the uh, Katanuga cat. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Yogi just wants the pizza. Shagra needs someone to take him so he can get the car. Yeah. I think other than Snagglepuss, my favorite um vocal performance in this is Tom Lemon as Top Cat. Yeah. Um for those who don't know Tom people might know Tom Lemon mainly from uh, he was in Hitchhikers, I think. A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So. Oh yeah, he was the 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 ship the shipboard computer. Yeah, he's also um, in the the movie. Yeah, movie, in the movie. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's also um. The other thing people might know him for is uh, Reno Nine One One. Uh, Jim as Jim Dangle. Right. Yeah. Like those are probably the two things that people uh, would most know him for. Yeah. Uh, he's been on a lot of shit, though. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. He's a he's an improv guy. They they get all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's just kind of everywhere. But I think he he really kills it as a top guy. Absolutely. Yeah. His delivery is very good. But my favorite is still Future. Yeah. I hacked the floor. Like how? <laughs> What does that mean that you... What do you mean you hacked the floor? Yeah. You hacked the street. It made a wall rise up. Like, what is that? What? So, um, I want to go back to Yogi for a second. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I think of the problem, the reason why you wouldn't necessarily be wrong to say they haven't figured out what they're doing with Yogi, uh, I, 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 and my argument for why they have is... He suffers from sitcom named character, uh, titular character from a sitcom. Ah, uh, yeah. Seinfeld, Frasier. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, people like that, where they're the least interesting person. They are there to react to what's going on around them, not to actually create any of the hilarity. Tim the Toolman Taylor. Exactly. Because God, if, if, if I will say nothing about Tim Allen, other than he is not funny. 
No. Uh, and similarly with Kelsey Grammer. Kelsey Grammer's not that funny. You know who fucking is hilarious and who should never have his own sitcom because he'll he'll suffer from that in it from that syndrome. The same thing that Kelsey Grammer suffered from being in his own having his own sitcom. That's David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, or Danny DeVito. The man's Danny DeVito. Yeah. Well, uh, I say that Danny DeVito might be able to carry his own. I think it's simply from the fact that, I mean, he's been in multiple sitcoms already. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, Taxi's where most people knew him from before fucking Sunny. His movie career and before Sunny. Yeah. Yeah. The I think Danny DeVito, even though it's typecasting, Danny DeVito is if you put him in a sitcom, he's gonna be your the weird uncle character. Like that's that's where he lives. You know. Uh, as he is now, yes, I'll agree with that. I, if not, not when he was younger. When no. he was younger, he was the horrible boss. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you've ever watched Taxi before. Did you ever? Did you ever see Curmudgeons? No. The the short film. No. You know what it's about? No, never even heard of it. Uh, Curmudgeons. Uh, I think you can still watch it on Vimeo. It's a short film that uh, Danny DeVito did. Uh, he plays a uh, a very elderly man, um, and I hold on. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up who plays the other guy. Uh, no. While you're looking that up, uh, to back up my point that Yogi was probably originally pitched as the main character for the show, and it sort of mm-hmm. that might have just been you know for the sake of getting executives on board. Yeah. Uh, he and Boo Boo are the only ones who haven't had like their shtick changed. Yeah, it's just like, and by shtick I mean their voice. Yeah, I think it's just that Boo Boo's work better in this show. Absolutely, he go. I mean, Boo Boo was just sort of calmly like, what he, he was the naysayer in the old Yogi Bear cartoons. He was a I don't know Yogi. Yogi, I think I'm starting to feel like I'm being ignored. You do you feel that way? Huh. I think I'm sad now. <laughs> but, um, okay, so here it is. Yeah, you can watch it on Vimeo. It was directed by Danny DeVito and okay. stars in it, along with a man named uh, David uh, Mar- Margellis. And the story is about um, a really grumpy elderly man named Ralph who lives in an assisted living facility. Uh, and... He talks about um, it, it's like it's it's just like her visiting him, and it's Ralph is visited by Danny DeVito's character Jackie, mm. and it's about how they're in love. Oh, it's it's a gay romance story about two really grouchy old men. That sounds. Excellent. It is that, that sounds exactly like something I would like to watch. It's only sixteen minutes long. It's still on Vimeo. I'll look that up when I'm done. Yeah, very good. Highly recommended. For those of you who haven't seen it, go watch Curmudgeons. Yeah, very cute and very good. Also, Danny DeVito, so it must be hilarious. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty funny. But it's mostly just like really cute. It's mostly just really cute. Okay. It's just really cute seeing 
Danny DeVito will be Tendi with this other old man. <laughs> okay. All right. Even though they're uh... both jassels. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Uh, perfect. All right, yeah. Um... That's Jellystone. I hope we get a second season, and I... I do too. I really did. It, it was hilarious, man. Yeah. It, like it. At no point do I like. I still like. At no point did I start binging it. Like you know, you know. Uh, yeah, you just. But it was a few episodes. perfectly. The I'm I'm bored. I'll watch an episode. Yeah, you watch a few episodes, like watch two or three episodes, then you move on. You know. Yeah. That's how I did it too. It's just like, oh yeah, you know what? I'm not doing anything. I'll just watch a couple episodes of Jellystone. Yeah, I think I got to like. I think I had like maybe four or five left. I was just like, not four or five. I think I had like four or five of the uh, ten minute segments. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, left, and I was just like, no, I'll just finish it. I think that's the closest I got to really finishing it. I think the one character that I'm looking forward to seeing that they didn't show was a. Uh... Uh, Dick Dastardly and like some of the wacky races. I'm curious what they're going to do with Dick Dastardly because Dick Dastardly feels like a character that should be in this show. He should, but are, didn't you say they're also working on a wacky racers? No, that show, show already exists. It's been out. Already exists. Okay. The, the, that wacky racers show, it's already a thing. Okay. Because I, I feel like maybe. There's something like okay. With the exception of Captain Caveman, I know Jabberjaw appeared in like a, uh, in like a screen or like a, a picture in Scoob. We we haven't seen any of the Scooby Gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't seen Dick Dastardly. Yeah, it came out in 2017. The new one. Yeah, but um, I, I'm just saying like we. With a with a few exceptions, we haven't really seen any of the major players in Scoob from Scoob. Oh yeah, I, I show up in. This. I think what's gonna happen is because Scooby is kind of like, out of all of these, it's the most like um its own thing compared to the rest yeah. of the Hanna Barbera lexicon. I think yeah. we're gonna get an episode with the Scooby Gang, but I don't think they're gonna be regular cast members. Yeah. I'd also like to see uh, Haji and Johnny actually become characters beyond, like, they're, they're clearly in a relationship. I, and I love They run the bowler. I love that, them. by the way. I love yeah. that Johnny and Haji are boyfriends. Yeah. Very good. And even when they showed up at the, the thing in formal wear, Haji was wearing traditional Indian formal wear. Yeah. Uh, I, I would just like to see them both developed into actual characters because you can't even really say that they did that in their own cartoon. True. Uh, <laughs> but um. Anyway, uh, um, Owl House. Yeah, let, let's get into upkeep. Uh, so we got yesterday. Ooh, yesterday's lies. Hot damn. Uh, I've only known V for five minutes. But if anything were to happen to them, I would kill everyone in this room and then myself. Yep, 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 yep. I love them. Yeah, V's very good. Love them very much. Uh, Can't believe fucking Louis has two new siblings. 
can't believe it. Yeah. Two, Lewis has, See, I'm not. Comp- Lewis has two moms, two siblings, and a girlfriend. I'm not completely sold on uh, Golden Guard sibling mm-hmm. yet. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was. I'm just not. I was sold when she did that thing. That sibling. He did that thing where. They licked the palm. Like, why did you? Oh, you licked my hand. Gross. Like, ah, sibling energy. Because yeah, that, that, yeah. Uh, interesting thing that we learn here is that, I mean, okay, we don't officially learn this, but when you're plumbing clues and breadcrumbs, which is sort of what these people like to do, Ida is uh, Grunkle Stan's ex-wife. Yep. That's a fun thing. That is a fun thing. People theorized that pretty early on, but it was super confirmed. Yep. In this She's Marilyn. Marilyn in this episode. Um the other the other big and before we get into like the lore shit, um I love the I love seeing Mrs. Merceda. Fucking I totally didn't cry at the end of this episode. I did. I was uh uh, killed me. Ac- yeah. Actually killed me fucking watching Mrs. Noceta cry. It killed me again like a week later when I realized which means like when I say a week later I mean like a few days ago when I realized oh god that's the mid-season finale it's gonna be a while before it'll be another like a, one. It'll be like a few months before this show comes back. Yeah and then I cried again. <laughs> yeah over a different thing. No, no, same thing over like, oh, God, they left it right there. It's hanging there. And that, yeah, it, it was a meta reason, but it was like more closely tied than uh-huh. I think I was implying. God. But October, we got uh, Amphibia and uh, the Ghost of Molly. I'm uh, so. vibrating. You're vibrating. Vibrating at extreme speeds. Yeah. Uh, but, but let, let's talk more about this episode. So we get to, first off, we find out Connecticut. That's where Luke's from. Yeah. And what was it called? Something Borough? The, the town? I don't remember. Hold on. You can find this out. Uh, I'll continue on. Uh, the, the brothers oh. are from there. Brothers. Secondly, we... Big we, brothers. What? The what we didn't know is about the, the brother. Yeah, that we didn't know there was two of them. That that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Oh boy. Um, which leads me to many more theories now. Yeah. I have many thoughts and theories. We also saw some like stuff about um the history of the town. There's like I need to like comb through all the shots in the museum because there's probably a bunch of other hidden goodies that I missed. Oh, absolutely. There's got to be a shit ton of fucking uh, breadcrumbs in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, Gravesfield. Gravesfield. Yeah, Gravesfield is the name of the town. Gravesfield, Connecticut. And, boy, howdy, that that's perfect uh, horror country right there. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's not. It ain't Massachusetts, but close enough. It's New England. It's good enough, my dude. Yeah, 
It's uh, Massachusetts would be the the number one, but that the that's pretty close. Rhode Island would be, no, Rhode Island would be number two. Uh, I would have said Maine number. Oh yeah, two. Maine. Yeah, that's all. The, that's where all the Stephen King novels take place. Yeah, Fucking Maine, New England in general. You right? New England just man, you got all those wasps around. It's gonna be creepy. Fucking New England is just just a, a wash. With uh, ghouls and skeets. But, um. Sure. Yeah. Um. So. It's horror country, it's, man. Yeah. It's horror country. Yeah, we found out about the brothers, and we also found out that they were, at least according to the town legend, tempted by a witch or a demon to come to the Boiling Isles. Yeah. I feel like that could be revisionist. It probably is. Um. My, uh. My running theory. Is that Belos is the uh is Philip? No, no, Belos isn't Philip. Belos is, is the brother, and yeah. uh, Hunter is the son of uh, uh freaking um. Son is too close because again they he, went there the in grand, the sixteen. The grandson the, of Philip. The descendant. He's the, de- he's the, the descendant correct. of Philip, and clearly Philip uh, had a child with a witch. Yeah. Um, maybe the same witch or demon that tempted them to come to the other side. If there even was a, a witch that tempted Yeah, you know if there I'm was. Still, but like, you know. I'm still that that really feels like Puritan talk more than actual historical thing. Yeah, and I think um the wild magic incident may have been trying to get back home. I could see that, yeah. And that scarred uh, the brother, Bellows, and cursed him and leave, left Hunter and his heart. And then yep. he went mad with power and conquered the entire okay. world. Okay, no, 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 no. We, we, we got to hash something out real quick. Yeah, what's up? You think that, no. Hunt, there's no way Hunter was left in his charge. Not... He wasn't left in his charge by choice. No, you're still you're too you your time frame is way too short. Like, okay. The brothers went there in the sixteen hundreds. Mm. That's like four hundred wait. Yeah, that's like four hundred years ago. Bellows didn't come into power until the until fifty years ago. Yes, so he didn't come into power until. No, 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 no. I no, no. I mean, um, I'm saying that like um, that uh, Bellows probably was. He watched over the descendants of his brother, and Hunter is just the next one, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not even sold on the watching over them. I think it's. Personally, I like the narrative of he stumbled upon his descendant. Uh, hmm. I don't know why they, why that would be the case. Like, what happened between the brothers that would mean that they weren't together in the, the Boiling Isles? What happened? Right? Why, a what, falling out. Yeah, but, like, did the falling out happen before the, the fucking... Also, Bellows is so self-absorbed. He probably 
didn't even think about it. I think you're. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's. I'm, I'm projecting. I'm. I'm. I'm going. I know I'm speculating too much, but it just feels. I mean, we're, it's all speculation. This is the narrative I would. This is a, this is all speculation and the really in yeah. general. So it's like you, I just. Yeah. I'm speculating too much. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's there's no evidence to prove in, to disprove what you're saying, but there's no evidence to prove either of the things we're saying. So, mm. I'm just saying it could be, it would be such a good villain speech, and then lo and behold, I find the descendant of my brother. Mm. Like that. That's such good villain speech. Like, mm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Also, we don't even know if Bellows is the brother for sure. Yeah, he could be some sort of like homunculus, thing or a, or he could on. be a descendant too. Yeah, and such and such, whatever the family lived in the Bowling Isles for such and such time. And then, you know. He could be a descendant, and that's why he has to drink Palisman juice. Yeah. I mean, I think the Palisman juice thing is because of the the curse that's happening with him at the moment, which is probably a side effect of whatever thing that makes him not want to deal with wild magic. I think it's less of a literal curse. At, at this point, now that we're starting to talk about this, I, I think it's not a literal curse. I think it's side effects of drinking palisman juice to gain power. Mm. I I think it's the opposite. I think the I think the palisman juice is like eat his elixir. But yeah, either one could be true. We'll see. You have a better track record with this show, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not willing to back down. No, I, no, I no. Like, that, I like it's that. not a bad theory. I'm not. I'm not. You know. Yeah. Not. Not. We can neither confirm nor deny either of our theories. Yeah. It, the, the, it's just a gentleman's bet. That's gentleman's all. bet. Um. And I'm curious what the bro- if Velos is his actual name. If he is the brother, if that's his actual name, or if like he if he is a descendant, was it like just a name that? Because Hunter is a very human name you know yeah it it's um and again so is willow and gus yeah i don't uh, know what i'm talking about no 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 you're 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 good i mean ida isn't unheard of as they're all just sort of lilith is also a very normal name which is lilith, lilith. they're they're uncommon sort of archaic names mm, yeah like Bellos is uh, Bellos probably if Bellos is the brother that's probably not his real name. Yeah, that's like a, a title he made up. Yeah, emperor, whatever. And I think his uh, creation of the staff and all that is like um, tied to the, his brother. If he is the brother, tied to his brother's research because the it's a tech. We we discussed that like his staff looks different. It, like, has technological bits on it. Yeah. Which would, like, also tie back to the how the brother created the um the door. Although, he, we mentioned this episode that the hardest thing 
he had to do was figure out someone who could make the door, so that maybe implies that, that someone he came up with the idea and the materials, but someone else made it. Yeah. And I don't know who that is or what that implies. The thing that gives me a strong enough belief to not back down on my theory that uh, about the, uh, the the palisman thing being where he gets his mojo from mm-hmm. rather than uh, an elixir mm-hmm. is Hunter's staff mm. and how it it replaces the need of having actual magic with something else mm-hmm. and it being derivative of his staff yeah uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's possible. Yeah. Um, I'm not ruling it out. And um, I I'm I'm just really curious where it's going. I'm excited. Yeah. I I I think season two finale we're gonna finally get the reveal on that for sure. It's got to be. I I thought season two would be something else entirely, but yeah. Yeah, no, season two finale is like we're going to get like Hunter's either his, we're going to get his big moment of whatever it is. He's going to have his big moment, whatever it it is, either him betraying Luth in the end or turning against Bellows or whatever, whatever it is. I'm 100% of the mind that he's not going to be an ally in the end. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, because because we had both Lilith and Amity become allies, mm. and I feel like if you do it again, or if you start hinting at that sort of thing again, it it's sort of like as soon as you gave him a personality, it became the expected thing, right? Mm. For a lot of people, everyone's already wanna, theorizing. You know, think we're gonna do a found or. Yeah, I think they're going to do a swerve. Hmm. Yeah. But I wouldn't... Also, did you see that all the... Uh, if you take the first letter in each title, it spells something? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Um... I, I did not. That's some fucked up shit, my dude. Yeah. Uh... At least in season two A. That, that's all okay. we've got right now. But uh, seek the key. That's what it spells out. Wow. Wild. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious. I'm still curious what the the the, the deep lore is about the king and the titan and all that stuff that we hinted at in the season two. I think that's going to be a big part of season two B. Yeah, it's that and like Bellos's plan kind of coming to fruition are going to be the big things as far yeah. as that season, next part of season two. Yeah. Um, and we're we're gonna get the. I was gonna say Hunter's gonna have his big moment. What again? Whatever it is, and we're also gonna get the the big. Aha! Uh-huh, you see, I was X, and my brother, blah blah blah. Bellos is gonna do his the shtick or someone's gonna tell them about it we're gonna get the whole the, yeah. the shebang or we're gonna get most of it 
and then we're going to get one final piece of it in the next you know what I mean? Yeah. Something along those lines. For sure. But uh, we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. All right, that, that's that. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we'll be joined by Adrian and KP for a good old extended round of full play of uh, Saturday Morning Pitch. We'll see you then. Uh, we are... Playing a full round of the card game, the it's card game, right? This card game, board game, whatever you want to call it, you know. Cardboard game, cardboard game, <laughs> uh, <laughs> virtual cardboard game, uh, called uh, Saturday Morning Pitch, made by uh, my good buddies and regular contributors and co-host uh, Kaiju Emperor Adrian and Kuiper Nebula. Uh, how y'all doing today? Ah, how did I get here? Where are you people? <laughs> I'm uh, doing very well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, so basically, the um, for those of you who haven't been here before, we have played this game before. Not this full version of it, but me and Laser have done a few segments on the show. Where the basic concept is, like, I have a list of concepts, and we used to just roll dice, and they were assigned a number. And, and from those concepts, we would take them and make a Saturday morning cartoon or just an, or an anime or whatever. Something that you would see on during our childhoods in the mornings or on like something like Tsunami or whatever. And yeah. that, uh, that basic concept, me and KP expanded upon uh, where I had the idea of adding another deck called the Plot Twist deck. And KP and I uh, brainstormed together about all these various uh, plot twists. And the plot twist deck is um, once you've made your show, like your basic concept, your characters, your title, then you draw from the plot twist deck. And the plot twist deck is either going to be uh, overarching plot lines in your show or uh, singular episodes within your first season of your show. Um, and what you got to do is make at least 13 episodes, a basic premise for 13 episodes for season one. Up, but you can make like more than thirteen, just minimum thirteen. Uh, minimum thirteen, you can make like twenty-six or whatever. And then once you've made season one, and you have your season one finished, the game is over. Unless, uh, but you can go another round and draw a set of new plot twists to make a season two, if you really like the idea. And that's the uh, basic idea of the game. There are, there is no. Oh, uh, what's the word? There is no um. Win or lose scenario. Yeah, there's no win or lose. There's this is not a competitive game. This is not a. There are points. This is literally just a storytelling slash creative exercise game. Yeah, it's a collaborative storytelling experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Which are fun. Yeah, and the uh, Adrian. Yes. Uh, I made all of the um. The cards, they're pretty basic, and Adrian uh, went in, because Adrian has Roll20 Pro, so he has no limits on images, so he put... I have some limits. <laughs> you know what I mean. There are some limits, I just, it's hard to hit them. Yeah, but uh, he put in all the individual cards into Roll20, made decks, and also made this um, basic uh, <clears throat> game board. I am uh, quite the wizard with uh, uh, graphic design. 
mm-hmm. I say as I have no uh, no ability to do any kind of graphic design at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other role that I've left out uh, other is um, that everyone gets one veto, essentially, yeah. to get mm-hmm. rid of a card, either a plot twist card or a concept card. Uh, that's the X in the middle of the screen. Yeah. Uh, I, I got that from... Um, I play a another card game kind of similar to this, uh, but not entirely similar, called For the Queen. And For the Queen has a X, uh, a, a, an X on the board. And if you get a card that you don't want and you don't want to give to anybody else, uh, you can just place it on the X or click on the X, and f- especially on Roll20, because when you click on something, you have this little uh, nifty little ping that makes a uh, uh, little ripple come out from the uh, the area. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to do something, you click the X and have the ping. And there you go. You can just say, no, I don't want to do this night now. No, 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 no. Like either you don't, you want to draw a different concept from the deck, you don't like a specific plot twist. You just, for various reasons, you can veto any, either a concept or a Yep. When we play this in the past, we usually just we don't have to discuss vetoes, but we usually do when we're like, does someone want to use a veto to get rid of this card that do, that kind of doesn't drive the, what we're building here? Yeah. And usually someone's like, I'll use mine. Yeah. Yeah. To like get like possibly a different draw and make a different combination of three. Basically, you're gonna draw four concepts in the concept deck and take three of them. So there might be. There might be two concepts you like out of the four, but then it's like, oh, I don't, I feel like we could get something really good if we drew another card, or et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. And same goes with uh, plot twists. Mm-hmm. It's like, this plot twist just does not jive with the story we have, and I can't think of any idea, or I just don't like this particular kind of plot twist, Yeah. or what have you. And that is the gist. Um, KP and I did have an idea for two different expansions if this game became an actual thing. Uh, two different decks that you could add. Uh, one of them being the Studio Meddling deck. Ooh. I thought it was called Studio Mandate. Studio Mandate, Studio Meddling, whatever you want to call it. It's similar vibes. And you would draw... When you, when you draw from you draw from that when you draw the plot twist, and you have to basically... A Studio Mandate has to be put into your show. So... I- I would like to change that, suggest a change for that name because it's rarely the studio meddling and it's more the network. Yeah, network mandate, network med- It's whatever you want to call it. It's right? not real yet, so. Yeah, but yeah. That, the, the jive of it is like, um, you got to sell this toy or uh, introduce a, a, a kid-friendly character or... Change it from a, like, basically change your tone. Like, swap the tone of the show. Like, if your show is more serious, make it sillier. If your show is silly, make it more serious. Ah, like what happened um, to Freaky Zoid. Other... Yes, yeah. exactly. Other ones we had were, like, um, the studio wants there to be a, a love triangle because those are hot uh, hot right now. Uh, you got uh, one that was, like, growing, um, tone down the romantic subplot if you had one. Yeah. Um, Ascended Extra. Oh yeah, and Extra proved so popular with the online fan base, they really wanted it thrown in. Yeah. 
Um, there's also the other deck was related to that, which was the uh, fandom deck, which is how your fans react to the show. Um, such as naming it. Uh, there's a super popular ship. What's the name of the ship? What is a super popular theory about your show's plot? What are like the names of your fans? Like, do they have like a made-up name that they call themselves. Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And those are the two ideas we have for, uh, as far as if we made this an actual game and made expansions, those are the two decks we would add. But be, but as of now, this is just a basic game. Alright, well, now that we've explained the game, uh, we're, gonna, we're going to uh, cut here, and we're going to Throw you over to uh, a future a future time where me and Kai just record our week segment and uh, upkeep for the audio listeners. Uh, audio listeners, which is probably most of you at this point. Uh, just this is also how I'm letting you know that you can also catch this episode on YouTube, uh, where you can see uh, the game map and the roll twenty screen. Uh, on YouTube, so you can see us play, not just hear us play. Uh, so we're gonna, we'll be back in a moment where we'll actually play. Uh, but for now, we'll see you in a second. And welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. Uh, let's get down to playing. All right. Let's get All down. right. Draw from the concept deck. Our yeah, first card is Adrian and I are still uh, tied down to these chairs. I am ghosts. Still tied down. We have drawn the concept ghosts. Oh. Or as we like to call them, the living pairs. Oh yeah. I put I tried to put funny descriptions on some of these cards, but like I was really grasping at straws we at a certain point. Descriptions on these cards. I put, you dis put dis <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There was a point where I was like, is that funny? I guess. It's funny enough. My... It's a description. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next card is, whoa, holy shit. Why is there so much? Ah, yeah. Stock Go! 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 I mean, Sucker. no matter what we draw, no matter what we draw, this has been an arc in Inazuma. This is already an arc in Inazuma 11. Like I, it doesn't matter what else we draw. All four cards will be an arc from Inazuma 11. All right. Dogs. 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 Oh, Pumpers, boy. Woofers. Doggos. Genuine good boys. Good dogs, Brent. Good, good dogs, Brent. And our final card is... Oh. Horror. 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 Boom. Uh, so, uh, so obviously we're taking out soccer, right? Mm. I was gonna say take out dogs. Mm. Mm. Kind of like I, I no, I kind of like the thought of ghost dogs playing soccer. I really like the concept of ghost dogs playing soccer. No, hang on, that could sounds I, rad. Okay, but here's you... the thing: I don't want us to be just automatically the dog dies. The dog is dead. No, no, no. no. I was gonna do like a Scooby Doo pastiche. Yeah. Okay. Could okay. I sell you on a horror-themed soccer show? You see, I just don't want to do Inazuma Eleven. Yeah, that's just Inazuma Eleven for like Inazuma a season. 11 again. All right. Do we? Okay. How about this? We can use two. We can get rid of soccer and dogs with a with two vetoes. 
Oh, uh, no, I thought... Hold on, are we changing... Because, like, it's forward and kick three, always. Yeah, so we can use yeah, a veto. We, so we can veto one, one of the four before we actually decide on the three. Well, I'm vetoing soccer. Bye. All right, veto soccer. Young Ben. Young I man. don't have any interest in doing Inazuma. Laser, do you want to veto dog? Uh, mm, yeah, I think I do. All right, well, veto dog. All right. Goodbye, dogs. Dogs, dogs are vetoed, so that means we draw two more concepts. So we have Ghosts yep. and Horror, and our next one is... Elves! Fantasy okay. elves. Okay, all right. French vanilla human. I, I put all these cards in and I forget because I got that fucking goldfish ass brain. I forget some of the shit I, you put in for these things for real. All right. And what's the last one? Collecting. Collecting like collectible. Oh, hold, can we go ghost horror collecting? Like collect them all? Collect monsters and ghosts? Can this I is just you? yokai watch. But. Mm-hmm. Can I sell you? Uh-huh. You do collecting for an elf. Okay, how are you going to spend that? So, we've all seen shows like Yu-Gi-Oh, Bakugan, etc., where there's, like, some, or Beyblade, where there's, like, some toy, some thing that is, like, taking over the children of the world, and then it starts to actually, like, unravel the concept of reality at some point. Yeah. In this mm-hmm. case, elves, or as they prefer to be called, the fair folk, have summoned these children for a game, a collectible game. Mm. And then we slowly find out, slowly, quickly, find out that the fair folk are as they were in the old legends, uh, capricious and terrifying. Hence the horror. Hence the horror. I kind of dig with this. Feywild yeah. collectathon. Um. <laughs> So either the kids are there against their will and they have to do this collection because it's part of the game, which would be less like a Bakugan Yu-Gi-Oh type and be more like a Coraline thing, which I'm still here for. Yeah. Um, it could be both. And in fact, still works. It, it could it could be set up like a Yu-Gi-Oh type thing, but it plays out more like Coraline. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, um, I can dig that. Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The alternate here is we go same similar concept, but we do ghosts, and they have to collect stuff to get out of the underworld. So here's the thing: mm-hmm. if we establish elves, and we establish horror, ghosts can still be there. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think ghosts so are like just get rid of ghosts. Yeah, just get rid of ghosts. We can still have them. We can still have yeah. ghosts. So we could use all out. four, but just ghosts generally. Generally speaking, you only you only need to do three out of the four we draw from the concept. Yeah, truly. Yeah, you but, can but use what all I, four if you're feeling real brave. Yeah, but what I mean is, elves is establishing fantasy. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking urban fantasy. We're not we're not limiting it to elves either. There's there's nothing stopping us from having other fantasy elements. Yeah. Yeah, I, like I, we're, I, if we're doing the fair folk, we're going to have like absolutely like fairies and fucking self. Urban fantasy is fine. There, there's nothing. It, it can be urban fantasy, and there could still urban, be all sorts of fantastical, fantastical beings. Urban air quotes. I'm thinking this is more of an isekai. Again, mm. So maybe like, maybe yeah. like Renaissance era rather than medieval. Mm. Period. Because it that that way it's still urban. There's still cities. 
I mean, there were there were medieval cities, but that's oh. not what you usually think of. No, 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 no. that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... we could have the quote unquote game that they're playing be marvelous. Fuck, I love that. And then you could do like because it's Renaissance, you could really lean into the Shakespearean Fay stuff and the Arthurian legend stuff. Uh, that was no, hear me out. The Ar- Let me finish. Uh, the Arthurian legend okay. stuff became with had a big resurgence during the Victorian era. Yeah, Shakespeare is post Renaissance, really, but he's considered uh, a Renaissance playwright. That was the thing. Hear me out. Yeah, Renaissance works, but what if we instead set it at the tail end of the Victorian era, right before Edwardian? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like when Sherlock Holmes would have been around. Yeah, I was thinking the around still inventing flight. Mm. I was thinking around there because that was a big thing with Doyle. Uh, uh, was that Conan Doyle actually was a big proponent of fairies and shit, and he had all these fucking fake photos of, like, children playing with, like, very detailed paper cutouts of fairies, and he was lauding them around, like, these are real! I think that was Doyle. I that could be Doyle. wrong. Okay, it was. Okay, I'm not entirely crazy. <laughs> also, I think that would be a really good, like, visually, as, like, because, like, that is, that that's an era when, like, the urban landscape has become an urban landscape as we would understand urban. Yeah. But yeah. like but like it but like it's still so old that like it's its own ecosystem. It's plus, like it's I sorry, oh it's a finish. Plus if we're doing like kids that are dealing with elves, we're in Primo Street Urchin era. Street oh, urchin. absolutely. Not just street urchins, but like you could really lean into the um uh the death of the age of uh, fantasy and the age the age of man, you know, mm-hmm. idea of like it's like this transitionary period of mm-hmm. there's less and less of forests and the fey folk and stuff. I imagine well, they they were getting pulled to another realm. Yeah, yeah. You could pull it. You could yeah. They're being pulled to a different realm, like fate. They have yeah. Not everything is fate, darling. So- <laughs> Just an isekai. Yeah. A lot of things are fate. Oh. Not everything is fate. Hear me out. It's like half an isekai. Because it's a series. They like spend some... Like kind of like... um Digimon, Digimon season two. two. Yeah, yeah. I dig that. Yeah. They spend part of their time in the real world and part of their time in the fairy world depending on what that episode means. Yeah. And we can... Still doing marbles. Yeah. yeah. And we can have the monster stuff invade into the non-fantasy uh, world occasionally to add some spice mm-hmm. to the story. And I think it being the fair folk, by the way, makes the game thing. What's going on? Hey, hold, it makes it make yeah, hey, well, sense. Hold, hold on a second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you guys give me just a one second? I gotta do something. Uh, I would like to take this moment to also do something real quick because I realized I have a very tiny bladder. Yeah, all right. Okay. Laser, uh, feature laser cut this. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna have to. Meet your laser. Hear my voice. Feel my vibe. Hi. Hi. Now it's for future laser. I said it after you, so that was future laser. <laughs> so yeah, the the marbles thing. I think because we're doing the Fey makes an amount of sense to do as like we saw to solve our problems with children's games 
it doesn't even have to be Marvel's every episode, but like the Fae are notoriously solve their problems by doing games. But the, it's yeah. the it's like the um the marbles are the they're the collectible things and they're the things that summon the 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 creatures or whatever or collectible monsters, right? I don't know if they have to be collectible monsters. I think it's just I think the marbles are the collection. Yeah, just they're collecting marbles. Now, I have some theories on what the marbles could be that I think are very fun. But I was Ooh. not there yet. Okay. I, I don't think we're collecting monsters. I think that's a very important thing I want to say. I mean, I really it's... like the idea of like collecting monsters from European well, folklore. We're not collecting monsters directly. Okay. I think the marbles the kids think they're marbles at first. They think they're just playing marbles. Yeah. Because the marbles are handed to them by a fan. They find out later they are souls. Okay. The physical form of a soul. And the marbles each kid gets at first is their own soul. So stain. So they need to not. They, no, no. <laughs> not they everything don't sum anything. It's just they are betting their souls oh. when they play marbles. Uh, and if that marble gets knocked out of the circle, they lose because they've lost their soul. They can have another soul to continue playing, but yes, they need to keep their soul. So the antagonist has to be Old Jack, right? Yeah. Yeah. Old Jack. The, the the name for the devil. Oh yeah. Um, or Oberon. Ooh, yeah, but old like Jack Oberon. just fits the Victorian setting. Yeah, like late Victorian, they would like old Jack feels like it also feels like the kind of thing where the kids at first don't know they're playing with the devil. They're just oh that's just old Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, old Jack Oberon. Old Jack Oberon, you do do both. Yeah. Um, is it possible that he is Jack as in Jack O'Lantern? Um, oh, he did have a name. Um, what was it? Uh, I know this actually. The legend about uh, the guy who cheated death, Jack O'Lantern, but he had a name. Oh, the folklore story Jack about Stingy Jack. Hmm? Stingy Jack. Yeah, Stingy Jack. So, that also works. He's both Old Jack and Stingy Jack. Maybe, like, episode one has the kids singing the song about how he's, like, Old Jack, J- Stingy Jack, and then a bunch of other adjectives. Mm-hmm. But he is Jack. Yeah. And then, like, the other marbles they get are the souls of monsters that they can use to help them fight, I guess. I don't think we're fighting. This is a horror. Horror... Very rarely lets you actually fight them, right? Yeah, yeah, but this is also a Saturday morning cartoon. You know what else is a Saturday morning cartoon? Centaur World. It's not. Okay, (laughs) it's the closest thing we have in our modern streaming world. Uh. I mean, Owl House is literally Saturday morning cartoon. Fair. Yeah. Either way, my point being, it can be fucked up. I'm not saying it can't be fucked up, but I'm saying, like, it's not stopping us from doing the collectible monster thing. I don't know if I want... One of the things I don't know if I if I am here for the collectible monster thing, because I think the fact that the kids are fighting on their own, these monsters, uh, and have to play these stupid games to not lose their souls, 
feels more feels like a very specific tone. We're doing Yu Gi Oh like season tone. zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I like that tone. I think adding them, letting them summon monsters from their marbles is a completely different tone. It, it doesn't fit with horror. Yeah. Never, as the as a as a theme. Mm. Not as well anyway. Because it, could make it at work. that point it enters power fantasy, which is the antithesis of horror. You yes. can make it work like uh the game folklore uh for the PlayStation does that. Yeah, also like the monster collecting is not like so much you're controlling them, it's like you have to make a bargain with them. They are not giving their power to you for free. You know what I mean? I, I think it makes more sense to me if the kit if this is a low combat show, but the yeah. kids still have to make those bargains. It's just those bargains are like the ep- plots of episodes. Like they, like this kid needs another marble to not get sent to hell because he doesn't have a soul. So he has to borrow a fairy soul. Mm-hmm. So like venture to the fairy world to do a favor for a fae for a soul. Okay, here's the question. Do the kids at any point have any um, ability to fight these creatures beyond the marbles? Is it like, is, no. there, is there some mystical no. bullshit? Nope. Okay, so they're just are, straight up straight up playing regular marbles. Yes. It's checkers for your soul, but marbles. <laughs> and I think we can even like make it like their soul, because it's a soul, they can take different shapes if you want to do other kids games. The five D's equivalent is hoop with a stick. Yeah. So like they get to play these different games at very high stakes. We're just with... doing kaiji. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kaiji, but like kids in the in the late Victorian era. I don't see the problem. Mm. I just feel like that we're our three one of our three main concepts, the collecting part. It feels like we're really underselling that aspect. You're collecting the marbles, the souls of other things. But it feels so so secondary to everything else that's going on. Like it it does feel a little bit secondary, yeah. Like it doesn't feel like the like one of the main focuses of the thing, right? Because any the the because anything where the main focus is collecting, like it's if you were making this into a show, you want the the real world kids watching the show. To want to collect the thing, right? I guess I'm just looking at this more like it's um, over the garden wall uh, in tone. I mean, yeah, like but this, that doesn't it's mean it's more of a merchant. narrative story. Yeah, but like, okay, okay. Here, here, here's here's a uh, compromise. Okay. We put a good deal of stress on the actual game, and you remember in Beyblade, the bit beasts would appear above the Beyblades. Yeah. Oh, okay. The same thing happens with the marble marbles, and they get to do cool shit during like uh, an attack. I I'm I'm yeah that I'm or fine with that. I'm good. With yeah, thing, that sounds actually pretty thing rad. For merchandising, you put inside the marble the image of like the person who stole it. Yeah. Or like for humans, it's like an object relevant to them. Yeah. So like, say one of the kids is uh, a pickpocket or something. It's like a coin. Yeah, and then you can have like a 
when the actual fights happen, it's like, it's marbles, but, like, there's a bunch of dumb, stupid super moves and, like, the spirits of monsters coming out of soul marbles. Yeah, because the fairies are cheating and the kids don't know how to cheat at any episode. And, yeah, the only way to cheat is to, like, make packs with other monsters and get their souls. And I you... think a good portion of episode one has to be establishing what special skills these kids have. Oh, yeah. What what their marbles do and what, what how that ties to their special skills. Yes. I think well, they don't get their ability to mar- their marbles until very late. I was going to say maybe, okay. Here Here's what I was going to say. Just to follow a bit of a, a proven formula in this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The first episode ends with them getting transported to the Fey world. Yeah. It, it starts with a two-parter. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the first episode ends them getting transferred to the Fey world. So that first half hour is just the getting to know these kids as they are in the human world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We see how deft one's little sticky little fingers are. We see another one do really good at rugby or something. I don't I'm thinking things English kids did. Um oh, we can we can establish them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I'm just giving examples right now. Mm-hmm. Uh we we establish their skill sets. Yeah. And then once they're there and they establish the context of what they're doing there, they get their asses handed to them. Yeah. And then by the end of the first episode the sort of alpha of the group the, gets his ability the and the following episodes yeah are the other kids getting their ability which is their character establishing episode mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree with that um do we want to do characters first or do we want to draw to plot twist because there's you can do it either way I this think we should do of... characters. Okay. Yeah, we should definitely have some I like uh, some understanding of what these our kids, kids are like. Range age ten to the maybe the alpha kids six and seven. Okay. Yeah. Almost an adult. I feel. Yeah, I like seven. I feel like we've already kind of talked about it, but I feel like one of our kids is our our artful dodger. Yeah, little ragamuffin. Ragamuffin. He steals things. He's really. He's got sticky fingers. You know. That's the ten year old. That's the youngest one. Yeah, really I good at pickpocketing, sticky fingers, little urchin. Gets away with it because he's a so small, b the youngest. Look yeah. at the big old brown puppy dog eyes. What do you want from them? I think they're all orphans. No, no. I feel and like we could definitely have at least one rich kid here. Yeah, one runaway rich. Kid. Yeah, we need to have like a rich, a little rich girl, all... or a little rich boy. They're all orphans or runaways. They don't, they don't have good home lives. Yeah, I so feel like, like living on the street. Mm-hmm. I feel like a good place is the muscle character should be the rich kid. Like he has a background in rugby or boxing or Greco, some sort of athletic pursuit. Wrestling. <laughs> I don't think a okay, child would know that. What if it's nobles would? Two... Nobles would, but not children. Hold on. What if there are two, two rich kids? They're twins that ran away from home. Oh, I like that. I like that a the lot. The dude actually. is the muscle. He's like into rugby, and the girl um, did ballet. Ah, and her okay. her special skill is the 
the grace of the ballet marble yeah. with the in her marble is like has some sort of artful dodge some sort of or sort of swan lake or ballet themed move yeah yeah she she is the one that's least used to the rough in it part yeah it is the one complaining the whole time mm-hmm. whereas he is just glad to be, to be out of from their house yeah yeah grateful for every day he has where he's not back home for reasons we probably will go into this being a horror show, but... Um, so we have... Hmm, I feel like we could also have a kid who is either... Like, they they grew up on the docks, and, like, their whole thing is, like, they grew up on, on the water the most. Really good swimmer. Knows their way around boats. That sort of thing. Probably part yeah. of some pearl diving operation. Yeah. Is that think... that's the most reason a kid would have to be swimming? Oh no no! no. Mm-hmm. How about she is um, the daughter of a fisherman who died on a crab boat? Aww. So she's still on the docks making a living because all the dock workers feel bad for her because all she had was her dad who's now dead. Yeah. Yeah. So she's kind of been a semi-adopted by them, but not really. So she still has to make it on the streets, but like. Mm-hmm. She's the one who any legit work these urchins are getting, they're getting through her connection to the dock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we want just those four? Or do we want a fifth? This would no, no. We we out five because uh, there's the seventeen uh, year old who's leading. Okay. So who's it's who's our he, who's our leader? Yeah. I think he is the responsible one. Kind of got like a dad complex. Mm. Like he feels responsible for these kids. First, it was just the the girl from the docks and the ten year old, um, but then these two runaways came to them, and so he's also taking them them in. Mm-hmm. I think they have a special nickname for him, like he's governor or boss or chief, chief, chief. He's the chief. I I, I don't like chief. I like. Uh, you know what? You're um, right. I like uh, governor. Duke. He's the duke of the low school no, or something. I like gov. The gov. That that's a sarcastic name though. The gov. Yeah, you call. Hey, that governor. That that that's like you're you're blowing smoke up their ass. Mm. Yeah, I think he's the. He's like got a fake noble title for like of the urchins, like he's the duke of the urchins or something. So they just call him. The, what, call he him calls duke. himself. That's more. Yeah, like they just call him duke. But, like, that's not what he calls himself. That's the nickname he earned for, like, running this little organization of runaways and orphans. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Possibly from law enforcement who don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like his super special move has to do with how the kids perceive him as, like, a leader or a noble. He's the um shooter marble. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you could have his, like, the image inside of the marble be, like, Something representative of a king or like a leader. Sword. Hmm? A sword. Yeah, or a sword. Yeah, like he could be like a, like a noble knight or something. I think what would be neat is if he's got like some special object that he got from like, what's the name? Like he has some memory of like who used to be his parents before they died. Mm-hmm. So it's important to him and that's what's in the marble. Mm. Like maybe he's got a pocket watch from his uh, father. It's the only thing he knows from his father because he's too young to remember who he is. Or maybe it's a necklace, and the the necklace is made from something like an heirloom. 
you know. Something like that. But I do like the idea of a sword or a crown representing how the kids perceive him as a leader. Yeah. And also really leans into the leader uh, shonen anime protagonist type of thing. So yeah. he's Duke, the little kid is mm. Iggy. Huh? Iggy. I like Iggy. 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 I do like Iggy. Um, the dock worker uh, has the name, but everyone just calls her Fish. No. How about, like, a type of fish? Um, Marlin. Ooh, I like Marlin. They just call her like Marlin? Marlin? Her real name's Marlene, but they call her Marlin. Ah, I dig it. I dig it. So we got Duke, Marlin, Iggy. The runaways are Leon and Noel. Okay. I dig that. Okay. So we got our concept and our we kind of have a general idea of our antagonists, so I think we can start drawing from the the plot just All right. All right, so we can move all the... Uh... KP, I see what you did there with Leon and Noel, and I Thanks. appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, so plot twists. Again, these can be either overarching plots or singular episodes. Uh, time skip. Right. Time skip. Mm. Mm. We'll, we'll we'll we can we'll draw all of them and veto them. Vacation. All right. What the ever loving hell is this long ass one? Suddenly, suddenly powered, powered, suddenly depowered. Ooh. Suddenly powered, suddenly depowered seems like the obvious choice. Truly. Yeah, but we'll draw all five first. Oh, there's five. Right. Yeah, we gotta draw five. Yeah, yeah we draw five. And then we need to use all of them unless they get vetoed. Right, right. Horror up. Get that shit. Get that shit get out. out. Get the horror this up. Entire, <laughs> this, this entire thing is horror. Yeah. Get that shit out of my face. Uh, Big heist. Oh, I love we're it. Keeping that one. <laughs> we know. Of course we're keeping that one. You're here. And our last one. Uh, flashback episode, gotta keep that one. Oh, absolutely. We gotta keep gotta that keep I know that exactly one. who's getting that one. Anyway. Big heist, flashback, uh, suddenly powers on the vacation time. Can, do we want to get rid of time skip? Yes. I kind of yes. want to get rid of time right, skip. Rid of time skip. I don't see how vacation's going to fit into this. I kind of have an idea for vacation, but we can get around I, to that. I have an idea also. Okay. I also have an idea. Family reunion. Ooh! Oh! oh. Oh, perfect. Okay, perfect. You'll love to see perfect. it. You'll love to see so it. So we have family reunion, vacation, suddenly powered slash suddenly depowered, big heist, and flashback episode. And uh, the, with these five, we need to use them in our minimum 13 episodes, either as singular episodes or as overarching plot points. Yeah. As we mentioned, our first two episodes are... The two-parter. A two-parter. The establishing, yeah. Episode one, we establish every character... Probably it's um, either the twins have just run away or they've only been with them for like a week. Yeah, like short short amount of time. Seven. Something. I, I, I like B. I like that B there. Yeah. I have an idea for a season B plot that could play into the family reunion one where in that first episode we also establish 
that the parents are looking for the twins. Mm, okay. Yeah. I dig that. They're. I I like uh, establishing that by like, if we show don't tell. There's like um a wanted poster with their faces on it. Wanted okay. poster with her face on it. You uh hear yeah you hear like talk from like very brief mention of talk from townsfolks uh as they're uh, walking uh, by like oh don't did you hear about that new reward that uh lady and lord uh crumpled bottom was crumpled bottom what do you want from me i've been playing the sims a lot <laughs> we should have uh established last names too. no um, crumpled bottom it is no it's, how about jermaine no. I like uh, Jermaine. No. What? Crumple um, bottom. Fuck you. No. What, what's wrong with Jermaine? It's not particularly English sounding. What do you... I'm sorry? Um, how about, uh... Byron? Former? <laughs> I can't do Byron. You think that fucker... Do you think that fucker had I sex? I like Gilchrist. Uh... Yeah, I know. It's okay, honey. Lady Germain is the name of the fucking stepmother from Cinderella. You don't think that sounds English enough? Isn't Cinderella set in somewhere other than England? It's Cinderella is set in the... Fantasy uh, in England, the... Europe. Whatever. Somewhere. Cinderella it's was Disney. set in... Really... It was set in Germany because of the fucking original uh, name of it. It, no, it was based on Charles. It was based on Charles Brault's, uh Cinderella. So it's France. One of them numbers. One of them bitches. Um, how about? Um... We could make them French. Like, not all the kids have to be um, English. That that I that I want I want um Iggy to be Irish, or but Gray, just Gray. Yeah, Lord and Lady Gray. I'm fine with that. Yeah, Gray's good. Okay, so have you have you heard about Lord and Lady Gray? Twins are so missing. Ooh, yeah, you hear that in the background. I'm good with that. And then the, it, we see and like the first shot of the twins we get is them like hiding from some bobbies that are running down the street. Yeah. Okay. Um, other than like their uh, own personal powers, I feel like each kid has to have sort of like their iconic monster that they use all the time. You know. Um. Uh, I think it's less it's iconic monster, more like they get an episode. They're in their. I think in my brain how the plot works is they do everyone but the leader ends up losing their souls, so like they have to. And have like a time period to get a new soul before they like get lured to the to the underworld. Oops. And the souls they get in those episodes, in their focus episodes, are like their their marbles, the one they use. So I think for Marlin that's a self. Or an undying or whatever. I, I like it being a selfie. I do also like it being a selfie. Take your underwater monster. I think she gets the trade for to borrow the uh, the marble in exchange for finding the selfies. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then you get the twins. I think Noel 
is an elf noble person. Maybe she impresses them with uh, a ballet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm fine. And the uh, like a the, an elf, an, either a seely or an unseely elf. Whichever yeah. one Old Jack is. So a, I think Old Jack's unseely, and he and yeah, she could be a, a fae of the of the fall or winter if you want to lean them into like the the uh, the, the name scheme. Yeah. Depends on how we want to do Faye, but my my t- I do like it being like they are the Lord of Fall or some shit. Lord of Fall is good. Lord of the Fall of the Autumn Court. Yeah, Lord of the Autumn Court. I like that. And then um, for uh, Leon. Leon, it's gotta be some it's big. Another. It's gotta be like a bar guest or some troll. A troll. Furbolg. Furbolg. Furbolg is good. Some sort of giant kin or like big. Like as a bar guest, troll, uh, bold, giant, whatever you want to use, you know, something big and strong. Yeah. I like troll though. Okay, I do like troll, especially if we go with like trolls that are like living hills. Ooh, that or if we go like the the troll as a um. Gatekeeper, like oh, like guy. they live in a yeah, and then he could be like the defense guy. That would be his the special tank. ability. Well, well, yeah, but also like I, I think that'd be a neat a character episode where he has to use his brains, not like the muscle he's been using on the street, oh, but like to, the brains to get past the troll. Yeah, and because he yeah um, he beats the troll's riddle, the troll's like, all right, I'll help you. Yeah, because I think he's also he and his sister are both smart. Because they were privately tutored mm-hmm. until they ran away, um, and I think that's kind of be important to how they interact with the world. They are more educated than any of the other kids because mm-hmm. they want to avoid the dumb muscle stuff. I do too. That that that's important to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like Iggy has like uh, what are they called? Borrow like has a borrower. Yeah. No, I think he's got a puka. A puka. A uh, puka is a type of fae that's known for being a shapeshifter and a liar. Mm, what about a brownie or a bogart? Bogarts are also like house spirits, and they shapeshift, and they also like scare people. I like that. What about leprechaun? Leprechaun. Iggy's Irish. Iggy's Irish. I don't think we should lean into it that much. Oh, I didn't even think of the Irish. I was just thinking maybe how he. I was thinking he stole the gold and bargained for the marble in exchange for the gold. I like the idea of him like. I, I think it should lean into his uh, nature as a thief. Yeah. Yeah. Then it has to be like some sort of house spirit or like something known for stealing things or something that's shifty. So what if That's it's less. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So, you know how magpies have a a reputation. Magpies. Magpies, magpies, whatever. Uh, they have the a reputation Aus- for stealing shiny things. Mm-hmm. The Australians are quaking. Look, I know too many Australians who tell me all the time, "No, I don't go outside in magpie season. Go fuck yourself." Yeah. You're saying. A- a- anyway, sorry. Um. They don't actually do that. Hmm. It it came from a poem that 
just decided that they did. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, so maybe that more represents a more modern myth. Okay. I can dig that. Because everyone just sort of believes that now. Yeah, about them? Yeah. So it's sort of like how... Yeah. I feel like that's, estab- so maybe... that's definitely establishing something about the lore uh, where belief is power. Yeah. Which could really add to the reason why the kids are able to do these things with their marbles. And it's like, it's literally just belief. You have to have faith and belief. Especially in the, the Fae world, belief has like physical power. If they stop believing in themselves, the power stop coming out of the marble. Exactly. They have to believe, which is part out. of their character growth and, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or maybe, hear me out. I, like, I, I like all this, but as an alternate for the marble. Mm-hmm. No one has, like, your standard pixie yet. Yeah. We could have a mascot. Like, the, maybe, but I'm thinking more like the... Um, the little kid's probably gonna be the most iconic character marketing wise, because they're the the youngest. So you give them like a fairy or a pixie. Yeah, and maybe they're also a mascot. Like maybe they just hang around the kids in the fairy world, in addition to loaning their marble to the youngest. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Yeah, like that. Um, I also think we could do like, uh. If we want to do power-ups or something later, I think having a marble that's a specifically named um, Faye, like, later on would be cool. Like, Puck or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or the Lady of the Lake. Like, yeah. there's like a very, like, a super well, legendary Faye. I think they do have names. I just think at the moment we're just being general. Yeah, they're general, but like, if we wanted to like give them an upgrade, so a, a famous, fae. a really famous fae, yeah. one that has like a legend associated with it. Thus, if it has a legend associated with it, thus it has more belief. Thus, it is a stronger fae. Yeah. I mean, Lord of the Autumn Court's got to be a pretty powerful one with the, with the kids go. Mm-hmm. So, like, even more powerful be one even humans can get. Yeah. But um, anyway. To unpack all these uh, episodes. Yeah. Okay, so... so let's see what we have so far. We got the two parter. Yeah. There's gonna be a finale where, where they try to get their souls back from Old Jack. So we got three episodes set aside. Maybe four, depending on if that finale is a two. Yeah, it most likely is. So let's set aside four episodes. Yeah. That leaves nine. Of those, we know that five are gonna be character establishing episodes where they get their mom. We just talked. Mm-hmm. Did we ever decide what Duke's uh, iconic uh, soul is? Um, good question. Maybe a salamander. I thought dragon. Oh, are we are we putting dragons under the lampshade of Fey? Like all magic creatures are just Fey? You're saying something like. I, I thought Duke didn't get one because he managed to keep his. He managed to keep his, but they need all the um. But his is a shooter. It's not like a marble marble. Oh, okay. Okay. Plus, they need all the advantages they can get. 
Yeah. Yeah. And actually, we could do a thing where it's like um, the kids throughout the season get their individual ones back for their second focus episode. Yeah. Yeah. From our robot masters or whoever is our equivalent to our robot masters of Jack. Yeah. Or from Jack himself, whichever. I think um, dragons still work for this. It's very iconic. It's very powerful. It uh, gets across, especially England, it gets across the idea of like nobility and power. You think specifically we could, if we wanted to do dragon, we could do the red Welsh dragon? Um, but if we wanted to go something a little more like that's on that same has the same energy but is not quite as cliche as dragon, we could go with like a griffin. I do like griffin. Uh, hmm. Or a unicorn. Because those are also those are like in the English heraldry. The yeah. Griffin yeah. and the unicorn. Yeah, I think I really like. Uh... I really like uh, Griffin. Griffin. Griffin sounds so fucking rad. Okay, Griffin. I, I was I was mulling it all over in my head. Uh, you can't get more regal than a lion, really, in my opinion. Yeah. And a Griffin's half lion. Griffin's half lion. I was gonna say Chimera, but or Manticore, whichever is the one that's lionish. Most lionish. Manticore uh, has more visible lion, I'd say. Yeah. But the Griffin's whole deal is that it's a combination of the Lord of the Earth, the lion, and the Lord of the Sky, the eagle. Yeah, all right. Griffin. That's like the idea of why it was added in the Heralds in the first place. Yeah. yeah. All right, then, yeah, dragon. Mm, Griffin. You mean Griffin? Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, I meant Griffin. Good job. <laughs> My brain, I'm... <laughs> yeah, just go fuck it, whatever you just said. Dragon, we're going dragon now. <laughs> yeah. Um... No, because I, I, was, I was thinking about dragons, and I, I don't yeah, know. Sorry. Also, yeah, Griffin, we don't have Griffin. to... Again, it's minimum 13, and, like, so we can do more. Yeah. I do think they might they might still fight a dragon and get a troll or something. Oh, yeah. His iconic marbles, the griffin. Which I... How would he get? Oh, he probably says that it's Griffin free. Yeah, yeah, like it's in prison. In captivity. Or whatever, yeah. Oh, what if it's like uh in a like it's in the real world. Oh it's like being held at a freak. It's show. like a circus thing. That could be a fun episode. Yeah. That's an episode That's in like, and of itself. Yeah, because outside the two parter it'd be uh do some folks episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I okay, I me and Adrian both had an idea for the vacation episode. Did you want to tell your idea first and then I'll go, Adrian? Um, my idea for the vacation episode mostly was, uh, the Fae say, oh, we're bored of you now. Go ahead. Go away. And because the Fae are fucking capricious and like to go just say, fuck it. I don't want to play with this new toy anymore. So they are forced away from the Fae folk. But. It was a trick, and their vacation is ruined, so to speak, because as they are no longer in the area, the marbles... I, I like the thought that as long as they are in the Fey Realm, the marbles hold power, but in the real world, it's less 
powerful and more they're just normal marbles. Hmm. I I like that thought process and I like the fact that if they play in the normal realm, it doesn't have as many disadvantages, but the phase cheat and uh take that and still have powers whereas they don't have any. My my idea was we'd established early on that we wanted to do a thing where sometimes in the human world, sometimes in the fey world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like them not being able to use the marbles in the human world kind of limits the, the stuff we can do in the human world. True. Um, My idea was is that like they're like, you know what, we need a break. And so Marlin has an idea about stealing a boat. And they go out on the water, have a a quote-unquote oceanside vacation <laughs> only to run into some sort of horrifying sea monster. They I like that too. Holiday. Holiday. <laughs> They're British. Uh, what do you want? I'll oppress them fucking back. I don't want... What else do you want from me? Oh! um, No, no, no. Hear me out. Jumping off that idea. Mm-hmm. They've taken the ship out to go on a holiday, and they end up um, spending. Uh, they take a, a boat that you can spend the night in, and uh, they end up drifting, uh, drifting farther out to sea than they intended, and getting drawn in by sirens. Ah, yes, sirens, classic. Love to see them. And so the sirens are like, so when they thought they were going out, out just to have go on a holiday on this uh, boat, um, and maybe go to an island or something they end up getting drawn into an island full of sirens uh, which goes poorly yeah always do i'm fine with that that's fun fun. so we've used vacation um i feel like our flashback episode is either all of the kids get a flashback or it's like one specific either the twins or i think flashback and family reunions are the same two halves of the same episode because it's because in my brain it is, it, it the sound is probably means someone else has been sending it to me. But Laser. I will finish my thought. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, my my thought was the twins. We don't establish why they ran away until much later, and then we do a whole episode about them doing the running away, which coincides with this with them. Maybe this is a, even a two parter. Like it's the uh. The, or the fin- like the mid season finale or something I don't know, but like we show the kids the two running away and then in the present they are confronted with finally getting caught and meeting their parents or the Lady Grey again. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it starts with them getting caught and then it cuts back and uh, Duke's like and Marlin and um, Iggy don't know why they ran away in the first place and it, that might be a point of contention the whole season until this episode because they got caught Duke finally explains to them the full story of why they ran away. Now what's your point to the contention? I was going to say uh, I like the two-parter idea but I kind of like 
uh, flashback being part one, and everyone sort of gets the flashback, and then the last flashback is the twins that leads straight into part two, which is family reunion. Yeah, I'm, I agree with that one. Because it gives something for each of the kids as an episode, and each of them has a flashback. What, how, how relevant, how long that flashback is varies from kid to kid, but I like that idea. Yeah, I was going to say, you could probably get Iggy, Marlin, and Duke done before the first commercial break, and then after the f- commercial break, it could all be the twins. Yeah. Just to really give the runaway aspect more thing, more yeah. more yeah. gravitas. Adrian. And then it goes straight into family reasons. Mm. How do you feel about that, Adrian? I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I kind of like lasers a little bit better because I, I feel like all the kids should have like a, at least a good flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Like we talk a, a a good deal about Marlin's familial situation. Like why doesn't what where's yeah, what their other parental the unit? What happened to the dad? What where's the the parental unit? Um. Uh, Duke's whole, you know, we have an heirloom. Is there no other person in their life that they couldn't go to live with? I I want more about why these kids are on the street rather than living with relatives. Hear me out. Mm-hmm. So we do flashback episodes. Flashback. There can be multiple flashback episodes, or at least partially flashback episodes. But what if vacation episode is also like? Partially Marlin's flashback. Episode. Wait, hold on. I, I, I've got. We could turn the flashback episode to an overarching thing, where it's like every other episode, or like almost every. We have like flashbacks of each of the kids, and then by the end, this and these, all these flashbacks come together into one coherent, like plot or multiple plots of how they ended up where they are now. Right. Hmm. Maybe even. Drop hints that someone was orchestrating events behind them. Mm. I do like if that. If we want to set Old Jack as... Hear me out. Mm-hmm. Old Jack is conniving and like selfish and whatnot. Maybe something about these kids made them particularly vulnerable and needs to be sold for XYZ A big or bad? Crazy. These kids... Maybe. I, I, unlikely, unless we want to go full-on the devil needs to be sold to um, for old Jack to, to settle a score. Well, I mean, there are, uh, there are definitely Faye that are definitely more terrifying than Jack. And yeah. I can think of them off the top of my head, like uh, Oberon is like the big one, right? Mm-hmm. The lord of the Faye, the king of all the Faye court. And then you have his wife, Titania, and then you have... Um... Oh! Hmm. Make it the queen of the night. Oh, uh, fucking what's her name? Um, I know what you, I know who you're talking about. She has a name. Like the uh. Well, I'm thinking of the Queen of the Night from um, the Magic Flute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think uh, she does have a name like, though. Don't think has a name. What is her name? It's an Aria. No, she doesn't have a name. It's just Queen of the Night. Okay. Uh, there's also like um, my other thought was like Kernunos. I like Kernunos, yeah. yeah. I don't 
I don't know if I would see him as a big bad the way I would Queen of the Night. Yeah, no, Kenunos is pretty. I think we're gonna have Kenunos show up though. I do want to see Kenunos in the fucking in this. Uh... I think he shows up. I just think maybe the Queen of the Nights like got some old jackos her a debt mm-hmm. of say a number of souls. That's why he orchestrates these vulnerable kids to get together so he can challenge them all to a game of Yeah, I also feel like the Boogeyman is another one we could use. Yeah. Like, there are, like, like we established Jack as our villain of our villain at first, but, like, we also established that there are lots of powerful and mysterious fae yeah. that are just as scary or even more terrifying than Jack is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think we can make the flashback thing, like, not a single episode, but, like, an overarching thing. Yeah. I do think that the twins' flashbacks should lead directly into I the totally agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we could do it, like, if it's, like, every other episode, then, like, either, like, right before, like, maybe they get caught in, in an episode. Yeah. Their flashback's next. Mm-hmm. And then the episode after that is trying get getting them to out of Lord and Lady Grey's house again. I think family reunion should be the mid season finale. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um so so the only uh plot twist cards we have to use are suddenly powered slash suddenly depowered or big height. Do we hold on, I'm trying to so stepping back for a second, we got our two parter we got our two two-parters. One at the beginning, one at the end. Yeah, four. Every other episode is a flashback. Or well, it's not a fl- It's not the whole episode's flashback. It's just like I, a character-focused episode that has a flashback of that specific character, or like there are bits and pieces of like this larger overarching flashback. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know that of the character episodes, we know we got the one where Duke frees the Griffin from the circle. Yes. I want to say that I want that to be the last one of the first five characters. Mm-hmm. Just because I want them to spend a significant time in the fairy world before we do plots. Yeah. Really. We have the one with the... We got the episode, the, the Selkie yeah. Toad. Um, which I think starts in the fairy world, but they get the coat from the real from her husband in the real world. Mm-hmm. And then we have the um, um, uh, King of the Autumn Court episode with the ballet. I think I want that one early, earlier than most of them. That one is in the Fey world. That's very Fey. Yeah. Yeah, and then we can have um. Put the troll before that one. Maybe they're headed to the King of the Autumn Court. Yeah, and then we like, we have to do the bridge and the riddle thing, and we could also have a flashback yeah. of the twins in that episode as well. Bits and yeah, and then we have the the episode where they go on the boat. Oh no! And the episode where um. They meet the the first the pixies. Maybe uh, Iggy steals something from them, gets their attention. That oh thing. yes, that's the sec the first episode after the two part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can establish their fairy friend um, early on. What's their name? The fairy. Yeah, their fairy friend. Their pixie. um, hmm. Tingle. Tingle. As in the Zelda character. No, you think Tingle. Pink. So, Fing, oh, Fingle with an F. P-I-N, 
G-E-L. Pringle. Pringle. Like a Pringle without an R. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. Very Not cool. everything's got to be a reference. This is just a fun word to say. I'm fine with that. Or we could also, on that same line, call, call them Fimble, like the thing you put on your thumb when you fell. That's cute. And they're called oh, that I, I like Fimble. Like I like Fimble. Yeah, I like Fimble. It's a good name. It's also fun to say. It is fun. It is also fun to say. Maybe maybe they're like, he had a different name. But I thought that word was so funny. I had to take it as a name. Maybe that's a maybe that's what maybe that's the Pixies naming thing is like they just pick human words they think sound fun or they like. Yeah. Yeah. I can dig it. Okay, so that's we know five we know those five. We got four set aside for the other Alright, hold, hold up, hold up. Yes. Everybody pick your pixie name real quick. Oh. Hmm. Orange. Hmm. Oh, I have so many I have so many words that I love to say. Same. So like my my first one and it's like mmm I don't it, it's like super uncommon and I don't say it a lot. Uh, endoplasmic reticulum. That was my first word. I was like, I love that fucking word. And it's like two words, but it's a good one. Mine is hullabaloo. <laughs> Art. <laughs> you. You motherfucker. I love fart. I love, okay. Were... Fart or burp. Either one. To this day, I will always laugh at a fart. Even my own. I'm uh, so proud of you. I'm so proud of God, you. God, I also like knickknack. Knickknack. Give a dog a bone. Knickknack's a name I usually give to like a, a goblin. Knickknack is a good name for a goblin. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, anyway, need our sorry. suddenly powered, suddenly depowered episode or plot and Wait, big pipe. Hold on. We got nine. Nine episodes. So we have the two parters and then the five special ones. That's nine. Then we also have the family reunion and the, um, and the siren one. That adds two more, so it's 10 or 11. Yeah. Big Heist and Suddenly Powered are the last two episodes in the year. Mm-hmm. But we can have more. But we can have more. I think Suddenly Powered, it's got to be Suddenly Powered, right? Uh, one of them gets like something super powerful. Like they become a fae from it. Oh. Oh, they eat the one of them eats food from the fairy world. Oh, oh the no. thing you shouldn't do. And the thing they are told constantly not to do. Don't do it. But which of the kids does it? Iggy. Iggy. No, no. Hear me out. It was going to be Iggy, but Little Miss Pris Ballet Noel. is so tired. Noel. It's so tired of eating street food. So tired of eating street food. Hmm. That she she takes it from Iggy. Mm, what kind of fade does she turn into? Dryad. Mm. The fruit wants to make her part of itself. Creepy. Oh. Very creepy. Yeah, oh, yeah, we haven't really. Where the horror. Yeah, we haven't really touched much into the horror. The siren episode just... is definitely going to be very creepy. God bless. And so, and it's... the Griffin episode with the fuck with the fucked up circus could also be really creepy. Um, I think the the autumn court. I think 
uh, so you, it's gonna be creepy, but in the way that like the elves and Hellboy are just left of center of human. Yeah, they're really like it's most of the stuff. It's not like we we can really lean into the more horrifying stuff in certain episodes, but I feel like there's just sort of this undertone of like that weird unknown unsettling un, yeah unknown mystery aspect that the Fae all kind of have. I'm thinking yeah, how well, Hellboy did in Hellboy two they did yeah. The yeah. 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 Any the... more Pan's Labyrinth. Pretty much anything Guillermo del Toro touched. Yeah, yeah but we that'll be our v- something. Very, very episode. uncanny very uncanny valley. Uh like they look normal ish, but if you look too long, it's like, oh god. Okay, um this is just Big hunt. This is just me just sort of being like uh This is my own personal biases talking. Um if mm-hmm. we wanna go if we want to lean to the um, ballet thing and possibly set up another big bad or another antagonist on the same level of death, I feel like the one who tempts Noel to eat the fruit is uh, Von Rothbard, the sorcerer from Swan Lake. I like that. Yeah. All right, cool. Oh, does the, then does she start turning into a swan instead? Oh, or like a harpy? Maybe, maybe harpy. like part plant, part swan. Part some sort of bird plant hybrid thing. I can dig that. A yeah. silver foil swan. Ooh. No, um, I'm, I'm joking. That that's that's a bad joke. I mean, I can dig it. I like the idea of like a plant bird thing. Okay, but I, I said silver foil swan, like what what you get trying to Oh yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um so big heist I have an idea for. Alright. I also have an idea for this, this is leaning very much into the milieu of the Del Toro thing mm-hmm. where they have to steal something from a goblin market. Yeah. Okay. One of those like big markets that's filled with well, goblins. But you don't trade in currency. You bar. You trade in concept. Or and you barter. You barter, but you're bartering uh, with stuff like the color of your eyes, your favorite childhood memory. I dig that. Uh, what was your idea, Adrian? Um, uh, big heist is uh part of the two-parter with the twins getting brought back home. They're not stealing back an item. An item. Some... They're stealing back their friends. Ooh. I like I, yeah. I I like that thought like a lot. Like they fucking combine their forces to like go back into the twins' homes and just be like, "No, we're taking our friend back to the streets." Fuck you. I feel like so the, the goblin thing could be its own episode, though. It doesn't need to necessarily be the heist. Yeah. It's just they have to get through the goblin market and find something. Yeah, yeah. I like the goblin market idea a lot. Oh, too. maybe one of the um, one of their souls got sold to the goblin market. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> And that could yeah. be one of totally. our focus. That could be the focus episode for um, freaking Iggy, where he gets yeah. his. Yeah. Oh, so he gets a different focus episode to get his soul. Back. Yeah, each I think each character have their original Simple. focus episode where he gets the new marble, and then they have a second focus episode where they get the their souls ah, back. Their soul back. And it's so Marlins would be the fire yeah the siren one. episode. Uh, the the twins would be during family exactly. Weekend. And then, um, freaking, uh, 
they use the yeah, they use the goblin outfit. Yeah, I like it. And they okay. So what happens? It's very important because we haven't talked about the finale yet, and now that we have all the episodes, why do they re-challenge Old Jack? That's what this is leading up to. We've all figured that. Why do they re-challenge? Jack has the soul of Marlin's father. I, I got goosebumps, baby. <laughs> I think that yeah, that's pretty good. And he like they basically they have beaten him at like he's he's kind of like set up the all the other challenges for them like he doesn't directly antagonize them in the Galva Market or in the the reunion episode it's like he's the one who set them up in his own ways and then it's they realize that he's the one who set them all up and then he in the final in the two parter he's like all right one more and it's like you don't have anything else we want Jack why would we want to challenge you and then he offers Marlin's father's soul. And Marlon never knew what happened to her father. Whether he's telling the truth or not, mm, you don't know. But he does have a marble. He does have a marble. And it does look an awful lot like Marlon's dead. Okay, so the important question. What does old Jack want? <laughs> Why is he doing this? My first answer is Fun. just he likes to fuck with people. <laughs> That's my first answer, but that's not as. But that's. No, I think that's the best. I think that's the best answer. He's evil for the, for the sake of, of e- evil for the sake I, of being I, evil. You know what? I love that. I actually now that I think about. It, I love that where like they they keep thinking like the entire season like all of them are like, what do you think he wants? And like they're all having like coming up with all these various reasons why he might want it. And then he's like, you think I have a plan? No. F- fuck plans. I just like. I just like pulling I strings like, to see what people will do. I like messing with you. I like watching humans suffer. Okay, a uh, counterpoint. Why the, Why these kids specifically? Hmm. Why these two? You can pick any. Why these two? I don't know. You guys look fun. Maybe it has something to do with um, uh, Duke's ancestry or something. I think think what it is, he does like messing with people. That's like his chief thing. But I think more importantly, why these kids and why he's messing with them for this long has more to do with the fact that, A, he has Marlon's father. Like, something about that. Maybe he made a deal with Marlon's father he needs to see through. And maybe something about these kids, specifically Duke, is important to his boss, the Queen of the Night. Yeah, like, either... So he still says the thing about, like, I just like messing with people. He's not telling the truth. Hmm. It's it's half, it's a half-truth. Like, he's not lying, but he's not telling the whole truth, which is very Faye. Yeah, because the Faye, with the, some exceptions, notable exceptions, they're not allowed to lie. So they, they deal in half-truths. It's a true, it's a lie from a certain point of view. Lies of omission. Yeah, lies of omission, mm-hmm. exactly. And Faye are also bound by their word and by contract. Yeah. It's not it's not so much out of like the law. It's literally if you go back on your word as a Faye, you cease to exist. Or you are or the world itself will punish you in some ironic fashion. 
I think it's I think it's there isn't a punish because Faye are incapable of doing it. Like it's their nature. It's their nature to to always be bound by the rules. Yes, bound by their own words and their own views. Yeah. They can cheat if they did not specify the rules. Yeah. But that's they can bend that's they can bend the, the rules, but they can't break them. Yes. Yeah, I dig that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their nature, and for whatever reason, the magic means it's almost physically impossible. Almost. Mm-hmm. What if they need human souls to break the rules? Hmm. A human can break the rules. Humans can break the rules. Maybe that's what the Queen of the Night wants. The queen, yeah, the Queen of the Night break wants the because, sm- like Faye, like certain, like the only way Faye can go into the human world is in the form of the marbles or through like weird. Bullshit. They're not as powerful in the human world. Even when Jack goes there to meet the kids, he has to take on like a he has to basically be in a fleshy human guise if he can't use his full powers. Right? But the Queen of the Night wants to be able to go there in full power and it has something to do with the kids. The souls of children. Because oh because this because children have the most belief. Yeah, and some I think something about Duke specifically and his heirloom from his father. Yeah, he's descended from someone. Either like someone tied to a famous Fae story, or like something. I don't want it to be Arthur. That'd be too cliche. I was thinking more Morgan. Morgan. Or how about yeah. how about uh uh, Kukulin? You I, just like Kukulin, and I do like Kukulin. Kukulin's cool as hell. Rules. What if his father was, but what he doesn't know, and what the Queen of the Night doesn't know, is that he's not related by blood to his father. Mm. He was adopted mm. when he was very young, and so he doesn't have the blood connection. But that's a season. That's a two. season two, and we could have we could have our sixth ranger be that 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 person. I don't think there is that person. I think yeah. maybe the bloodline died with his father. Yeah. Right. But like, but like the queen of the night gets to cite a loophole of, but you are still his son. You're still his by blood or by right. Your son, his son by right, if not by blood. Yeah, and thus you're able like, and it some has something to do with like. Fay magic bullshit about contracts and yada yada yada, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Inher- laws of inheritance and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Rather than. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel it. Like the, the whole magic bloodline thing always made me feel uncomfortable, but like. I like the. It's his father because he wanted to be his father. What if his father was just a Fae that lived in the human realm? Ooh. And that's why. The blood relation isn't important. Yeah, like he was, and because he's a fae, he couldn't have a child, so he adopted. Yeah. Adopted him. Yeah, I dig that. Is he a is he I a specific fae? Is he just like? I really don't know a lot about fairies. Um, look, so if there's like a a cool fairy hero, uh, who's like, I mean, my mind goes to someone. Oh, like hot. No, 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 no! Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hear me uh-huh. out. There's a subplot to 
where the fairy world has been talking about how it's been in disarray for the last 20 years mm-hmm. because the king of the fairies, Oberon, has been missing. Ah, so. Presumed dead. He's, he's Oberon's. Son. It's by right, but not by By right, blood. but not by blood. And, mm. but that right can be transferred to whoever holds his soul. And if and the queen of the night wants the wants soul, be, so she can rule the fey realm. So, yes. Hmm. Counterpart. It's an actual motivation that makes it sense. Does. Yeah. Counter argument. Counter yeah, yeah. argument. What's up? Uh, I, I apologize to anybody who does know Celtic or like Irish, like traditionally, because uh, every time I attempt to speak any kind of Irish or Celtic. I just talk like I have my mouth full of fucking potatoes. Uh, I I believe it's uh, Finbara. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Finbar. Finbar. Yeah. Uh, but he was benevolent, too, apparently. And it could be a nice foil to Oberon. Yeah, Finbar of Cork or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if we're I, I, gonna be leaning into Irish mythology real heavily, I think we should move this from England to Ireland because the relationship between England and Ireland has never been great. I agree. Yay! The kids I, yeah. can be British. It's just like we have it in no, Ireland. No, no. I don't think you should be giving these Irish the Irish folk mythology heroes to the English. British kids. Yeah, I don't think we do Finbar for it. I think we do Oberon. Yeah, alright. Yeah. Unless we just want to change them all to Irish. Because Irish have their own thing. Yeah, but I think the tone works better in London. It does, but it also means because it's in London and like Euro, we could do all no matter where we put it in Europe, we could do all folklore. Yeah, but we just can't do that much we can't give Irish to the British kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. So like I think he is the son of the missing Oberon who uh eloped with a kingdom woman twenty years yeah, ago. Yeah, but they could never have a ch- they could never bear a child because he's Fay. Uh yeah, Fay is what a bludge. Never the twain shall never meet. Never the two shall meet. Yeah, what what if Oberon's like his stepfather? But adoptive. Like like she had a kid already. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, she was related to her so, by blood, but not him. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he left. Uh, what if he left the royal seal or something? Something. Oh yeah, that's what the 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 the, the, the heirloom. Heirloom, is. heirloom. Yeah. Yeah, and we could get more into that in season two. Yeah. Yeah, because season two was uh. Is when the Queen of the Night starts fucking. Yeah, our our part two is the final battle with Jack, and then our hinting at this connection with Oberon, who or why the Queen of or the Queen of the Night hinting that she wants something to do with him or whatever, and then that's yeah. where we that can be our cliffhanger for season one. And the reason why they didn't just finish the the thing when he first. The, the fucking with why he kept fucking with it because Duke never let go of his soul the one soul they needed yeah 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 I, the only okay the only thing we need now is a title that's it 
and where we got it. Don't lose your marbles. No, that, that's, eh, a no. that's a that's, horrible. That's, tag, that's the tagline. That yeah, is the that's, ta- the tag that's, that's the tagline that we use to sell kit to sell to sell toys to kids. Um, yeah. Hmm. In the court of the fairies, losers, we- losers weepers. Court of um, court of um. In the court of the fairies. In the court of the fairies. Yeah. Maybe. I like that. It sounds like something from the time period. It does. Yeah. Because it it kind of people you could you could sort like in the hall of the mountain king. You could and you could shorten it to court of fairies. Yeah. Court of Fairies. Just call it the Court of Fairies. Or the fake yeah. court. Fake court. No, I like Court of Fairies. I like Court of Fairies. Court of Fairies. Okay. Because it sounds it sounds better than fake court, honestly. Plus court I think the modern usage as like a court of play is a fun uh double meaning. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh Court of Fairies. I dig you it. Got it. All right, then that, that, that's it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to close this bitch out. We'll see you then. All right, we're back for the last time this episode. And uh, that, that was that was a fun round. Yeah, that, that was the podcast. It was a real fun... Uh, I'm glad we got a good one. And that one, I was afraid that the first time we played the full thing on recording... We were gonna like get like dealt a real bad hand and have to be like, uh, I don't know what to do with this. You know I mean, we I mean? would have just mulliganed. Yeah, I yeah, we could just mulligan, but got a good one. Yeah, uh, it's not the kind of cartoon I wanted to make, but it it was good. It was fun. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it for the episode. And that's that's the show. Yeah, that's the show. Uh, it'd be real great if you could rate and review on whatever uh, platform you're listening to us from. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbay, whatever. Whatever, man. Whatever you're listening to us on, my dudes and dudettes and... Non-binary, whatever the non-binary term. I'm going to say the non-binary version is Deuterino. Ooh, Deuterino is good. Uh, but I don't have the right to make that call, but I like saying Deuterino, so... I can't speak for the entire non-binary community. I can only speak for myself. Yeah. Uh... But I like Deuterino. Yeah, Deuterino. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, if you'd like to leave us reviews well you know what just please leave us reviews and if you'd like to get in contact with the show you can do that by emailing us at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com can i get that one more time that's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com yep and i'm taking a look at the email real quick uh but in the meantime uh you can find us also by going to there's nothing on the email you can find us by going to Twitter and going to at Inc. Podcast. That's at I-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. Uh, at Inc. Podcast. Yep, and then you can also find us on Tumblr. And Kai, can you tell us more about Tumblr? You can find us on Tumblr at acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcast.tumblr.com. 
and the app yep. box is open, and we have an app. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Anonymous asks, what is your favorite DreamWorks film? Mm. How to Train Your Dragon. I want to say Kung Fu Panda too, but my heart is screaming about Shrek 2. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, the only, I think, isn't uh, Kung Fu Panda the only DreamWorks uh, movie we've covered? Uh, yeah. Yeah. We should, uh, we'll eventually talk about Shrek. Yeah. Shrek and um, I really want to talk about um, Prince of Egypt. Yeah. And no, you, I will not talk about Shark Tale. You cannot pay me to talk about Shark Tale. Well, hmm. I'll watch Shark Tale for free. I like that movie. It's funny. You know, Laser. It's just trying to be funny and it succeeds. Like, Anybody else want to be my co-host on this podcast, or? Uh, you know what? You can take that and shove it right up your ass, buddy. Just fucking Google it, dude. Yeah. Uh, that that I, I I do not like that movie, but you know what? More power to you. Will Smith fish is horrifying. Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. It is visually unappealing, but I still think it has some good jokes. And the thinly veiled allegory about him being a vegetarian shark when it's about him being gay. Yeah. Really not not funny. I never picked up on that. Yeah, that's the entire joke. Alright, I changed my mind about Shark Tale. <laughs> the only joke that I think is actually funny in Shark Tale is the bit where... It just, uh, I think the, the, the puffer fish says something about, like, man, this thing is going more south than that sushi bar down by the dock. And it just smash cuts the fucking fish who's a sushi chef. Just like, <laughs> there's just something really <laughs> fucked up about that joke, and it makes me laugh. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it since, like, the ninth grade. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the only time I saw it is in fucking biology class. I saw it on Which VHS. It says a lot about the American education system. I saw it on VHS a couple times, and the last time I ever really, really thought about it was when Shea Frillis did his uh, video on it. Uh, why <laughs> why uh, Shark Tale is a cinematic disaster. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other... I really want to talk about Rodel Dorado at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of am sad that DreamWorks' uh, 2D animation stuff was very short-lived. It was an inopportune time. It was. It sucked because Prince of Egypt and Rodel Daughter are great. Yeah. yeah. Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron has some good stuff in it too. Sinbad is... I, I watched that somewhat recently. Like, I think last year I saw it for the first time and did not much care for it. As far as I have been told, 
uh, by um, someone who is native. It is very good native representation. Okay. So I'll give it credit for that. Um, I have heard uh, that Road to El Dorado does a shit job at that. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. But then again, it sort of purports to uh, over sexualization of indigenous peoples. Yeah, and. Among other things. You know, the weird mystical mysticism of Mesoamerican yeah. culture and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We've talked about mystical POC people tropes on this. And it also has the white savior trope as well. Yep, 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 yep. But, um. Anyway, we will eventually talk about. Um, DreamWorks. We'll probably. Um, I think we should talk about Shrek first, mainly because I think it's their break. It was their first big CG yeah. outing. It's their breakout and... film, and it's also like the giant middle finger to the Disney Corporation. Quite literally, yeah. Quite literally, and that's kind of in, and it's interesting to talk about on that aspect, other than the film thing. So I think it's yeah, it's historically significant. People give it a bad rap because they just think about the soundtrack, but I like the soundtrack. Same here. Just get off your high horse. Mm-hmm. Arquad would rather stay on his high horse. Yeah, well, it's the only way he'll see over anyone's head. Yeah. But um anyway, yeah, it's uh it's it's Kung Fu Panda two though for me. Hmm. The only I think Kung Fu Panda one and two are both equally good. I just like Shen as a villain more than Tai Lung. That's the only thing that like mm. fucks it up for me. But okay. The first two Kung Fu Pandas are amazing. Third one, eh, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's alright. Uh, anyway. For me, How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously, just like it created a new standard for me on how I gauge my reaction to a movie. And it's how bad I want to buy the soundtrack. How uh, how willing am I to watch a bad cam pirate of it yeah. to see it again yeah. uh, until I can get the DVD. And then I bought it on pretty much two different formats after that. I bought both the DVD when it came out and then Blu-ray a couple months later. Oh. Uh, um, yeah. that, that, I think that answers the question. Thank you. Anonymous. Yeah, thank you very much for writing in. Uh, and that was anonymous. That was anonymous. Most of our asks are anonymous. Yeah, I have a feeling it's probably almost all Abby and KP writing in. Well, there's only like uh, 15 people following the Tumblr, so. Yeah. It's either them or Riley or Vonga or a number of my other friends maybe rad yeah still appreciate it though very much so uh thank you for feeding the illusion of engagement i mean it's not an illusion we are being engaged by by friends who could just ask us these questions anyway (laughs) yeah fair but i still Uh, appreciate it i do too uh but uh, thank you for the question yes yes and uh, that's how you get in touch with the show. But if you want to get in touch with us individually, how can they do that, Laser? 
Yeah, well, you go first. You always go first with your... Uh, you can follow me at kaiju underscore emperor. That's K-A-I... No, you go first usually, but we'll do this now. Yeah. You can follow me at kaiju underscore emperor on Twitter. K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. Um, you can also find me on Tumblr at kaiju dash emperor, spelled the exact same way. And those are retweets, reblogs, things I like. Usually animation, art, dumb shit. Um, and if you want anything original from me... I have a side blog called Kai's Tome, K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E. That's K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E. And that's where I usually reblog uh, maps and homebrew stuff by other people and my own homebrew tabletop things. I recently posted a, a Bard College subclass for 5th edition called College of Maestro. And a Warlock patron called Caius, <clears throat> the worm that walks. I'm also working on, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple of new things. I don't know which one's going to actually be posted. Um, some sub races for existing uh, D and D races like goblins and kobolds, and I'm also working on <clears throat> a couple of uh, paladin oaths and uh, possibly a uh, a quick uh, thing about sorcerers and. How the new sorcerer subclasses have uh, bonus spell tables, but the old ones don't. And basically making spell tables for all the old sorcerer classes. Uh, and that's that's about it for me. Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at Turbo Honcho. That's at T-O-R-B-O-H-O-N-C-H-O, at Turbo Honcho. Uh... That's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so until next time, don't be a jackass. We'll see you then. Bye.